Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Bienvenue! Bienvenue! Madame, Monsieur, Pascal... I watched Ross Noble last night, I did. I'm Gary YouTube from Cultaholic. Can I'm, I go in? I'm supposed to be seeing Ross Noble in May, but I don't think it's probably going to happen I don't think now. it's going to happen, Sam. No. I've got no idea. I think it's from Les Miserables, that. I have no Les idea. Miser- Mez- 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 Les Miserables. Sonic Waffle, though. Sonic Les Waffle. Dennis. For anybody that's never seen Ross Noble, check out Sonic Waffle. It is one of my favourite stand-up His dad time. taught me guitar. He did, yeah. Oh, fantastic yeah. scenes. Anyway, I'm Gary YouTube from Cultaholic. <laughs> He's also a Gary YouTube from that there Cultaholic YouTube channel. And we're here to do some Gary YouTubing in the form of a tier list. This one was already made on the TM Maker website. And we've got a bit of a smarky boot on we our hands. We do, hands, yeah. Yeah, Not only have we got the S, A, B, C, D, but yeah. we've also got two additional tiers. One says Jobber and one says X Packet. And by the way, Ooh. we're speaking about the Ruthless Aggression Era. Or oh, sorry, Ruthless Aggression. Pier, slap. Hit the intro. So yes, we're going to stick things in different tiers depending how we feel about them. It's I thought not you were going to say we're going to stick things in other things. We're going to stick know that kind of video, carrots Ross. in our arseholes and <laughs> sing some songs until the cows come home. It's not based on logic. It's not based on facts. It's based on your basic bloody bitch opinion that and might, how you feel. That might cue what's going around that carrot up the, bu- the bum. Carrot up the bum yeah. syndrome. Might, it might. Is that the pandemic? It might be what's happening. I hope it's over by the time this goes out. Anyway, yeah. this is the last thing being recorded before we all go go home for the, the pandemic holidays. Yeah. Just like school summer holidays. Yeah. Albert A-Train. That's who we're kicking things off with. Underrated talent. But he's boring, Sam. Massively underrated talent. But he's boring, Sam. Massively underrated talent. He's a big, impressive-looking man with a lovely hairy back, wouldn't you? I had a great chant. Shave your back. Shave your back. Can you imagine, your... like, rubbing your face up against his back? No, it, like... I at one of the WCPW shows after Damo or Killian Dane after one of Killian Dane's matches he came back through the curtain and I remember going like it was the final night of the entire first three day tapings in that warehouse and I'll, I'll never forget because like I was at the desk I think I'd ran back to get something and he was in the main event and so after he came through the curtain after addressing the fans I just went well done mate oh. except smacked him on the back and he has a very hairy back squelch and it was like 
Like, imagine waterlogging a carpet and just slapping it. It was proper like, oh! Yeah. Do they have to I wasn't use... anticipating that. Do you reckon they have to use head and shoulders on other areas but the head and the shoulders? Maybe. Maybe mm. if you want a nice, like, permy-looking, you know, imagine Imagine going on in the shower like that. But this man was boring. He didn't have a character. He was Big Show's bitcher on the Ruthless Aggression This was era. the problem with Albert. Was Albert? They never really knew what to do with him. So they brought him in as Albert, like Prince Albert. Then they did TNA. Then they did A-Train. Uh, then they did... Then he went away. Then he went away. We became Giant Bernard. Then he came back. Lord then Tenzai. Then he was Lord Tenzai. Hip-Hop Hippo. Then he was the Hip-Hop Hippo, yeah. And, and then, now he's God at now NXT. He's, yeah, now he is uh, the guy that stepped in uh, to the Performance Center and is the leading the charge for the future. But for Ruthless Aggression, Sam, I'm going to take control of this little track part here. I'm going to put him there. Can you define for everybody at home what you're referring to in terms of years for Ruthless Aggression? Ruthless Aggression, in my humble opinion, is the years 2002 until 2008. Okay, right. So what he did... So this was right before I stopped watching. So this was the final era I watched properly. So this album, or A-Train, as he was known then, was yeah. basically Velocity slash Big Show's Little Friends. He was friend. main event fodder, yeah. Big Show's Little Friends. So I'm going to stick with C, but we might change I think that's as we fair. get through, we get through the list. Fair. And next up we have... Yeah! Oh, it's been a long year since that was a thing, hasn't it? Bitch Sorry, is podcast there. listeners. <laughs> We might have to dim the old audio for that little bit, but we might not because we're bastards. Anyway, Dave Batista, what do you say? He's got the look. He had the... What I, I never get sick of, Sam, is watching him hit a spine buster. Oh. And how he would pop oh. up on his feet straight away. Oh. He's like Michael Jackson. Oh. <laughs> it's it's one of those things where like you hear about him uh, like uh, uh, Smoky Mountain, OVW and, and all that stuff. And it was like like... Maybe it wasn't working out quite so well. He was injured a lot. And then all of a sudden, he actually got there, got to the main roster. And I then... Got injured again. Got injured again. But then it, it was just one of those things where Batista was one of the last great... You know when a talent comes from nowhere? Like when you'd have somebody like Brock Lesnar or John Cena just pop mm -hmm. in. And then that was it. It was like, Jesus, this is a star. Like a mega star. Like Batista was one of the last ones mm -hmm. where they just debut and you're like, oh my God, I need to know everything about this person. They're the best. Like, I loved Batista as yeah, a kid. It's loved fantastic. Him. And it's, as he sh I guess his, his last run, he had more... Is it fair to say more character? I definitely... Give me what I want, that, that Batista. I think, well, I think, yeah, Batista, uh, Batista, after some acting classes, has come a long, long way. But he was always good, I mean... He was always I mean, good. the... The slow turn. Yeah. Oh. It's just one of those men, you think. That, oh. that, you know, that if we, if we, you know, stop drinking a few beers and whatnot, we could be that. I know. <laughs> but part of me just wants to corrupt him and be like, Dave, come for a pint with your cowboy hat and your, your Pearsons. Come on. So, and then end up with, with Dave Fatista and it'll all be my fault. <laughs> we a pair of Fatistas. <laughs> anyway, next up we've got Betty Phoenix, who in this era... I reckon held up that division with a couple of others. Yes. Lay Cool springs yeah. to mind. Lita, obviously. Trish, Unbelievably Trish so. Trish sort of went away halfway through. Uh, obviously, at the, right at the start, you had the likes of Jazz and you had... I guess we'll get onto them well, later. But by the time we get to the end, the only main real featured players it are Beth, Beth Phoenix and the Bellas as they were breaking through. Mm. And so I think Beth Phoenix deserves... I reckon she's going there. I reckon, yeah, the A-class. The only problem was... The only thing keeping out of the S-class for me is... She never really had a majorly defining moment in she my eyes. She kissed the great Carly after the ruthless aggression here ended. That's not the sort of moment. <laughs> but you know, you know, like you know, there was like she never really had that main storyline. 
like that really pushed her further. Like I, I just wish that we could have had that. Yeah, I'm, I've got to be honest. I stopped watching wrestling in 2006. Yeah. So the last two years, the ruthless aggression are very, very vague for me. Yeah. Um, so I, Betty Phoenix didn't really come around until after that, did she? That's why I don't really know. Too she much was about. sort of there and then just sort of bubbled up through yeah. that time and then eventually became like. The Beth Phoenix. So now we've got Big Daddy V. And Which this is, is S-Class, EC, S-Class. ECW Former champion. king of the ring. That's a different man. That's Mabel. <laughs> Two different men. No, they're the same man. They Mabel, might be related. Mabel was kidnapped and turned into <laughs> Viscera, who was then kidnapped by some sex perverts and turned into Big Daddy V. I'll never forget when Jack... Jack, we were, speak, we were speaking about Kane for some reason. I think it might have been on This Week in Wrestling. Jack... Yeah. Thought the Korea, Jack thought that Kane and Isaac Yankin were the same man, but something had happened to Isaac Yankin to turn him into Kane. <laughs> it's like the trauma of his childhood led him to completely forget everything, and he went to dental college. And then he, and then at some point, like wound up wrestling, and then saw his brother and was like, snap. <laughs> but Big Daddy V. Managed by, I think, Matt Stryker for a period of time. Oh, I think this was very It was much, a sad end this to, wasn't, to yeah, Viscera. This here. wasn't the world's largest love machine, which was the best version of Viscera. We've got to be, it wasn't it? The world's Viscera largest. pin you down and dry hump you. Yeah, trying to get it on with Mrs. Benjamin. Woohoo! <laughs> uh, I don't know what you say here. Very much cut from the same sort of cloth as Albert and being I think it's a scene. massive. Again, like, it I, might go down later. I loved, on. I loved Viscera, and I loved. I wasn't so much. Uh, sorry for that pop in there. I did just accidentally right click. Um, like I wasn't so much of a fan of Mabel because I was so young at the time, um, and I didn't. I wasn't really watching. You know, in the very early nineties. But, like, Viscera, I like, because he just had such a unique look. The white mohawk, the contact lenses, like, the sheer size of him was, like, intriguing when I was younger. And I loved, I like, I absolutely loved the ministry. But, yeah, this was, for me, the, the sort of sad end of Viscera, because... And he, he arguably had the most success here, because he... Yeah, yeah. This was a weird thing. championships, yeah. anyway. But it was, like, it was just sort of... I was used to him being, like, evil and, like, malicious and malingering and, like, controlling stuff. and But, no, at this point, he was just... And that attire. Doing some sexy dancing why with did... some... With some uh, no, no this, is, this is Big Daddy V. With some braces on it. Yeah, I don't know why. I can't yeah. do it. Spock. That's, that's, that's Vader, right? Was it Vader did... Was it Vader did that or that? He did Vader did the Spock that's thing. That's the penguin from Batman. Yeah. Albert Cobblepot. What's it? Oswald Cobblepot. Oswald Cobblepot. Oswald Cobblepot. Let's move on. Next up we have the big show. Start of ruthless aggression. I think he was being told off for being too much of a fatista. Yes, they sent him to. <laughs> Fatista's going to become a thing, isn't it? Get on a t-shirt. Um, like he was sent to OVW, I believe. Uh, I think I remember hearing Cornette talk about this. They got him for a while uh, when he was told to go away and, and lose weight and basically just sort of reinvigorate himself. Lose those mad chickens. So like OVW must have been a mental place because sometimes they just bust out like Undertaker or Stone Cold on a Christmas card. But like getting Booker, not Booker T, Booker T, <laughs> getting, getting Big Show for like an extended run for a couple of months yeah. must have been really cool. Like as a fan that goes to these weekly shows, like it must have been awesome. But then you get to the arse end of 2002, he beats Brock Lesnar, the next big thing, at yep. Survivor Series 2002, yep. thanks to Paul Heyman. Yep. He then holds that title for a while. He then get the next thing I remember from Big Show was being shot by Kurt Angle with a tranquilizer gun and having his head shaved. Remember that? On SmackDown in like 2005, maybe? Something like that. I can't, I can't even remember. Kurt Angle. You're explaining this to me and I'm like, is, it, is this an extended joke? It was and the, I'm waiting for the punchline. You're just like, is no, that no. right? And I'm like, 
It was the uh, it was the feud with. So he's had his dad's body stolen <laughs> and been shot with a tranquilizer and gun. And while he was knocked out by the tranquilizer gun, Angle shaved his head because when Big Show started growing yeah, out his hair a bit more. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he obviously had the feud with Cena that culminated at WrestleMania 20, I do believe. Yeah. Then he just sort of seemed, from my memory, going off the top of my head, seemed to bounce around random tag teams with Kane and people like that. ECW, he was there for a bit. I imagine turning every week as well. Yeah. He just floated around, and you know, he he you can't put him on the same level as. Those two, but I don't think we're going any he's, he's not. He's not Mayor, which uh. Mayor would be C, right? So, like, he's Big Show. Like, and the problem with Big Show I have is he is some of my earliest wrestling memories because I was a WCW kid. Mm. So I remember, like, you know, the giant when he was like hitting moonsaults and stuff, and like, I remember that Big Show. So I always have a soft spot for Big Show, no matter what. Like, even if he's in like a mania, like opening match in the pre-show, I'll still watch it because yeah. I like Big Show. But yeah, yeah, it's one of those things where this wasn't his best time period. But it was slightly better than what's to come, I'd argue. And slightly better than what was just before, he'd have yeah. to say. Because he was just got, got a bit fat, didn't he, as we sit here. A couple of fatistas. He also had a, a memorable moment with Brock Lesnar on SmackDown with the bloody the ring collapsing. Oh, then he had Ray yeah. Myster- Was it him and Ray? No, it was, no, it was him and Ray when he strapped Ray to the stretcher and then twatted him off the ring post oh, like and then that. dropped just, Ray on his head. Yeah, he just like, swung him like a baseball bat and let go. Yeah. <laughs> what a bastard. So next up we have... Uh-huh. <laughs> I hate that theme song. You can run if you want to. <laughs> I'm Billy Kidman. You can leave your friends behind. Because <laughs> your friends don't, don't dance, and if they don't, don't dance alone, no friends are mine. It'd be better if it was that. <laughs> but it wasn't. It was crap. And Billy Kidman, as far as the. I've only got one memory. Yes, this, is, was, a, this is another heartbreaking thing. Because Billy yeah. Kidman, for me, was, again, part of my childhood. Hulk Hogan. The shorts, the vest, <laughs> the, the shooting star press, that whole angle where he landed on Charvo and couldn't. We discussed this in the other thing. I can yeah. remember. It's, yeah. He won the cruiserweight title, obviously, but also well, he was part of Raven's flock. Yeah. Like you had, he was uh, some really good character growth in WCW. But by the time he got to WWF at the time, uh, apparently, I remember reading this. Vince just took one look at him and went, "Lose the shorts," and just wanted wanted him in like proper ring. Well, we know what Vince McMahon thinks about shorts, don't we? Pat McAfee and Michael Cole, <laughs> or Michael Cole, <laughs> not Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee was right in the end. Anyway, imagine Michael Cole in these like schoolboy take off your shorts. These, these schoolboy shorts, like the the proper like dress trouser shorts. <laughs> Just sat at commentary in Saudi Arabia. Big walking down the ramp with his little like booklets for what's going on in the show like this. <laughs> anyway, nerd. Billy Kidman didn't really do out, did he? I remember him no, more from he was, Velocity. He was a horrible yeah, casualty of, of the merge. It was a shame. But I think he was good though, wasn't he? He was, oh, he was great. Billy yeah. Kidman was great. It was. I think he works backstage. Yeah, he still I works think, there. Yeah, now, like he works for the company. But he was one of the big casualties for me personally because obviously I loved him as a kid. I loved watching his matches, and then when he came over, there were just so many people, and it was just not enough space for I don't him. Know it was what, a little bit back and forth. I think he nothing. got. I think he got blinded. This is just me speaking off the top of my head here. I, I think he got a blinding angle. Yeah. No, no, not blinded. Uh, I remember. I think he got blinded by WWE isms and Vince oh. McMahon's vision of a superstar. Oh, okay. Because Billy Kidman in WCW, my first pay per view I remember was Super Brawl 2000, right. and him and Vampiro were having a massive big feud at the time, and it was Liquid Wrestling. Yeah. But then he arrives in WWE. Uh, WF has to get rid of, the, rid of the shorts, but he also bulks up. Yes, and I think he lost a bit there as well. By lost a bit try, of charm. Trying to be a, a he proper was, WWE but superstar. But he was like an everyman. Like yeah. he was just sort of like a normal-looking bloke that mm. could do all this amazing stuff. And when, the second he starts looking like a superstar, you're not just an everyday man now. Because yeah. like if you were to sit a WWE superstar between us, even one that was like even Otis, he could probably put his arm out and it's probably all muscle about five times the, the width yeah. of us. Like. 
So next up we have Billy Gunn, who in the Ruthless Aggression era, of course, was part of Billy and Chuck. He then went on to have a singles run on SmackDown, which had the Indecent Proposal match with Jamie Noble and yes. Tori, oh. whereby I think if Jamie Noble won Nidia the match... Had been, this was the blinded angle I was remembering. Nidia had been blinded, yeah. right? I'll tell you what, I went yeah. to a house show, WrestleMania Revenge Tour 2004, and a pay-per-view or two before, Jamie Noble and Nidia had that blindfold match. They then came to Newcastle upon Tyne and did that match step for step, and me and my pal sat in the crowd <laughs> Right, we called the match. You little smart. We called the match a move ahead, and we baffled the woman next door to me. It was fantastic. She hadn't, she hadn't got a clue how we knew what was going to happen. Anyway, that happened. I think if Jamie Noble won the indecent proposal match, he got uh, to... Billy and Tori had to have a foursome with him and Nidia. I think. Oh. No, I think it was just that he got to sleep with uh, Tori. Did he? Yeah. I remember them all being in that bloody bedroom. Uh, <laughs> Billy Gunn. For I, Billy, Billy and Chuck alone, you, it, the, the absolute limit is that is the. the well, this the was the thing: was Billy and Chuck was, for the most part, unbelievable. Like it was the like I mean, it played off um, like the stereotypes that the audience were like against, and it played off like so much in terms of like people being anti, like well, people being homophobic and people being like anti just openness and all of this, and then it came crashing down in this horrible like pulling the rug out in this violently just ugh manner and like i remember at the time it was just they were such good heels and then it all just didn't they get an award for the the commitment ceremony i don't even know i think they did i know that the 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 one thing that really irked me was that wwe had started a relationship with glad who were really behind this because wwe had presented it to them as this like positive storyline and then like two weeks later they busted out the wedding Mm. And it was like, what are you doing? Like, you can't, you can't be doing this. Yeah. Well, I, he was very entertaining, him and Chuck were. Anyway, moving on to Bobby Lashley. And this was part of the reason I turned off. When you saw Bobby Lashley, Vince McMahon's dream of a wrestler, massive. He but was no like a charisma robot. Yeah, he was whatsoever. like a robot. And you're sitting there thinking, I grew up on Austin and The Rock, and now we've got Bobby Lashley, who's really bloody boring. Lashley <laughs> always felt to me like, he obviously an incredibly impressive physical, like, person. Like, you, you don't look care at about him, that he's like, 12, unbelievable though, to, like, like, the size of him and stuff. He's very imposing. He, like, looks like he could absolutely snap you in half, which is cool. Looks like a pro wrestler. Absolutely sculpted out of Marvel, uh, but the whole thing is out like Marvel. Is he a superhero? Marvel, Marvel. But it just—it always felt like Vince had given him a, a run of notes, and he went okay, and then went out to the ring and second for second did exactly what he was told. Yeah. There was never any like personality there. Even the Battle of the Billionaires, it just didn't feel like he was. Even when he was, oh, team you know, arms around Vince's neck and stuff, yeah. like, well, he's getting shaved. And... But, uh, yeah, it, and also in terms of this tier ranking, in terms of ruthless aggression, he was only there for about two years, wasn't he? Less than two. Yeah, well, this is the thing. Like, it feels like he was there a lot longer than he was, which yeah. I guess... Shows how boring he sure, was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to a degree. But I... I reckon C-tops. C-tops, maybe even D. D. Yeah, I reckon D. Because you think of what... Battle of the Billionaires was obviously the pinnacle, but ECW champion... I'm struggling outside of yeah, that. Yeah, there's not really a lot of positives there. But then we have a man who went through one hell of a trajectory. That's oh, a word. During trajectory. During the Ruthless Aggression era. Booker T, when it came out in 2002, was sort of lost in the mix of things. On Raw, for a while, he was tag team with Rob Van Dam. Then came that bloody feud with Triple H. People like you, etc., yeah. etc. WrestleMania 19. Then you go through 2004... 
What did he do? <laughs> he was in another random tag team. The, thing, the thing is, though, uh, well, he did the Goldust uh, Booker T stuff, which was great. Yeah. Uh, I loved the Goldust stuff. That was 2002, I think. Uh, but, like, the thing with Booker T for me is that um, he's just so good in ring. I don't think he can take anything he away does from everything, him. Like, he? he's, like, I, I genuinely sitting here saying he should be about an A. He's got to be an S, has he not? Yeah, King, I was going to say. He, had, he rounded off Ruthless Aggression. got to be at least an A. King Buka. Yeah, King Buka was... Yeah. God, my little brother got well into that. He would just... <laughs> well, it was that and dashing Cody Rhodes. Like, he would just spout off catchphrases over and over, just to wind me up, over mm. and over and over again. So there we have it, Buka T. I think it's deserved to be up there. Oh, yeah. I yeah. love King Buka, me. So then we got Lesnar. I don't, know, I don't know what you say. Brock Lesnar it's... is still the final boss of WWE, whether you like it or not. And the whole idea is that you don't like it because eventually, hopefully, one day... Roman will win! He's never <laughs> going to come back and and somebody will be made out of that. That was the thing that was not the... Hopefully, you know, he'll, not hopefully he'll never come back, but hopefully somebody will be made out of his last My match. main takeaway from this year's Royal Rumble match was just you forget how good he is. Yeah. In the midst of all the, you know, well, he's, a, he's a bloody... Uh... I'm sort of... What's the word I'm looking for? Mercenary. 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 He yeah. comes in, he takes the yeah. title off TV for weeks. But he's, he, when, he, when he's on... I, I'm, I'm really hoping this year, just because there's no fans, just to stick it to all the fans that hate him. He oh, just here busts, you go. He just busts out the shooting star press. Just once. <laughs> just busts out the big move. Just once. Just to be like, I can still go. Yeah. <laughs> so next up, I think that's... Is that Candice Michelle? Uh, I think so. God, yes. these pictures are small. They're so small. That's Candice Michelle. Michelle. We believe it is anyway. We're sorry if it's not. I remember her dressing up in 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 outfits at Taboo I Tuesday. I don't remember and, much at all. I remember... She had a wand and she yeah. had the she had the t- the three the three way. <laughs> she had the bloody staple. Sorry, with uh, Tori Wilson and Victoria and yes. their little Tori had a little dog. I think. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what you say here. She wasn't really the obviously a tragic sort of end and bit of her in ring career with a big fall. Yeah. Off the top rope. That's horrible when you go back and look at that and she's I think she's using that now today to do like motivational speaking and how she sort of bounced back from that yeah. so some good came out of that but yeah. so we got our first jobber then I don't think she's a, she's a jobber because yeah. she was a women's champion she did you know she did have, yeah yeah she did have an appeal but yeah. I'm not going to put her near S tier that's for sure she's not on Betty Phoenix's level either Are she better than Billy Kidman no <laughs> she might have done more. That's such Billy. a loaded question, though. Is she better than Billy Kidman? How can Billy Kidman, who was like amazing <laughs> for such a long period of his career? But in terms of what they did during that period, yeah, I, I might be doing disservice Next up, there. Next we have my bro- my brother's other favourite thing he liked to do, which is take a bite out of an apple and spit it in my face. I used to. <laughs> I mean, you and you and my brother would get along very well. I love I love Collie. <laughs> So yeah, it's Carlito Caribbean Cool. Caribbean Cool. So some people think they're being cool. Huh? It was obvious that I they had spit in the such... face of people who don't want to be cool. Yeah, it, they had such high hopes for this guy. But listen to Brucey P on the MIC on his podcast yeah. not too long ago. Apparently, that Ric Flair promo he cut on Carlito was very much born out of how he was in real life backstage. Really? He was lazy and all this malarkey. And he's not reaching for the brass knuckle, bra- brass knuckle, brass ring. the brass ring and all yeah. that malarkey. And apparently, Bruce Pritchard also said that. Well, not apparently. Bruce Pritchard did say this that apparently Carlito, in terms of knocking them boots with females, yeah, had quite the list. I remember, I remember <laughs> hearing Pritchard say that he was just like, just sort of like a magnet to women somehow. He was just like... It's the throw in it. But the thing was like, the other thing I've heard about Carlito is that he is like straight up, and I've met him once and interviewed him once, and 
He is the nicest guy. Like from everything I've heard, he's like when super, did you super meet nice. Carlito? Uh, five Star Wrestling, Newcastle Arena, twenty sixteen. I regret not going to that show yeah. so much. But like, um, he he was more than accommodating. I remember like it was like, oh, can we grab you for an interview in a bit? And he was like, yeah, man, sure. He's like, I'll try and bring some people. And then he just came swanning over with John Morrison. And I was like, oh, thanks, man. The first like, five-star wrestling channel. Every, everything, I, everything I've ever heard of him, like, apparently he's just the nicest guy. Will do anything for anybody, like, just straight up. Like, just knows that to get ahead in this business, you've got to be nice to everybody. Mm. So it's but in like, terms of angles, obviously he had the big WrestleMania. He stabbed John Cena. Yeah, well, he yeah. didn't stab him. He had, he had Jesus he do had it for Jesus him. Jesus do it for him, which is fantastic professional wrestling. Yeah. A man stabbed John Cena in wrestling. It's fine. Yeah. Don't go to prison for it's that. All right. It's all right. John came back after like two days. But and... I remember WrestleMania 21, I think, it's when Austin and uh, Piper are in the ring doing their yeah. lovely segment. Who comes out and interrupts them? <sighs> is it Carlito in it? Yeah. I oh I love I've got a soft spot for Carlito. I reckon he's B or A. I, I, just because he didn't. I reckon the B. Heights. Yeah, there wasn't. I think he should have gone a lot further than he did. But, but he did, 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 did still do some stuff. That yeah, they, did, they still did a hell of a lot with him. That elimination chamber when the Masters of Cool first aligned, like the Mega Powers meet for the first time. Chris Masters and Carlito nearly fight their way to the, uh, the WWE Championship. And then I think it was Carlito who was like, ah, I just can't do it. If anybody anymore. wants a good laugh as well, uh, on uh, Five Star Wrestling's show from Dundee that they did on Spike UK, I think. That one-off thing they did before they did their big tour. Where Jomo won the title. Um, yeah. <laughs> Carlito comes walking down to the ring to interrupt the first match. Uh, or the first segment. And they're all arguing about who's going to be the champion. And he's like, no, I think you're all forgetting who's going to be the champion. The champion's going to be this man. And he's pointing at his chest. And he's wearing a t-shirt <laughs> that says Chris Masters. <laughs> <laughs> So next up, we have one half of the world's greatest, world's greatest oh. tag team. Put your teeth in, Ross. Charlie Haas. Big Charlie Haas himself. Charlie Haas. So that's how he arrived on the scene as part of the world's greatest tag yep. team. Team, team angle. angle. And then everything happens. The yep. snowball just keeps going down the hill. He gets all the gimmicks. He does all kinds yep. of things. I, I really like Charlie Haas, me. I think he was great. I was really hoping we'd get a Team Angle reunion recently. So put him higher than Big Show. I reckon he deserves a spot above Big Show, Because yeah. you wouldn't think he'd do a lot, but he certainly made the for most such of what a, For such a small time in the limelight, he maximised every single opportunity. He was always entertaining, and he always delivered a match. He did both sides, didn't he? Yeah. Well, like, proper shoot-fighting style like, with uh, he Shelton could have been. He could have been, if he had slightly more range, he could have been the next angle. Oh, that's a big claim. Like, if, if he had slightly more charisma, I think you could have had a lot more entertaining promo work out of him and the guy can wrestle like a beast so it's like if you can combine those two and if he had those two things I think it would have been the perfect storm to have him versus Angle eventually and then passing the torch so you're happy with the B I'm happy with the B I'm a fan of Charlie Arson big old B Chavo! Da, da, da. I love Chavo Guerrero's theme, me. Um, right, this is a weird one. Obviously, Los Guerreros at the start with Eddie. Yep. Then Kerwin White eventually arrived. Oh. You know what was what's... his catchphrase again, oh, I don't want to say it out loud. You know what's right. <laughs> Something's right. Yeah. I don't think the catchphrase was. If it's not something, it's not right. <laughs> and then he went to ECW. And then just sort of petered out from there. I think that's the cliff notes of uh, Charvo's ruthless aggression run. Anything, yeah. anything sticking out in your head? I think that's about that's about it. Yeah. yeah. He's a bl- <sighs> the Los Guerrero stuff was fantastic. So he's not making me feel nothing like the Bobby Lashley's and A-Trains and Viscerous. I think he's in here, isn't he? He's either bottom of B or top of C. I'll go bottom of B. Los Guerrero. Okay, yeah, Los Guerrero takes him up there. Uh, uh, anything else to add about Charvo? No, I think we're good. 
So then we have Chris Jericho. Obviously started in the world title picture. Sort yep. of, you know, yeah, the Survivor Series 2002. He was in the Elimination Chamber, the first one ever. And then it's sort of a mixed bag in it. 2003, all I remember is the bloody highlight reel more than actually what he did wrestling-wise. He had he'd, the tag team of Christian. He'd unified the belts in, was it 01? Yeah, end of yeah. 01. So, mate, WrestleMania 2002, he lost to Triple H and he yeah. just sort of... Uh, 2004, he had the stuff with Trish Stratus and Christian. Uh, 2005, he had the feud with Cena at SummerSlam yeah. where he was the big bloody heel. 2000, oh, and then he went, didn't he? Then he buggered off for a yeah, couple of years. Yeah, he buggered off for a bit. Well, this is weird for Chris Jericho, isn't it? Because obviously he would have been entertaining all the way through because it's Chris yeah. Jericho. His part in the... Maximises every single second of on-screen time. But in terms of what else he's done in wrestling, the ruthless aggression, obviously, do we still... Because it was sort of like the start, the very start he was world champion. And then it sort of petered out from there. So you, you obviously need to take the World Championship into account. The tag team of Christian was sort of, sort not fond, not widely remembered, is it? But it, it's, it's still fondly good remembered. Fondly but remembered, not, not, but not widely. Why, not, yeah, not widely. Uh, the Cena feud was all right, wasn't it? But that was Super Cena being born. Oh, he's, he's bottom of B. Do you reckon? At a push. I think it's we can't put him any lower because he was still great, wasn't he? Yeah. Excuse me. So then we have the other half of the Masters of Cool Chris Masters, and I'm going to put him into... Whoa, that's higher than I thought, but all right. Do you reckon? The Master Lock Challenge was cool. Yeah, until yeah. Bobby Lashley ruined it. Until we worked out that it was just a Katahaji May. I tell you what, I remember saying to Joe Hendry, and I don't, you know, I know nothing about grappling me, but I was yeah. sitting there thinking, like, watching Master Locks being applied for many, many years, I think yeah. that, that move doesn't hurt that. So Joe Henry was like, all right. Yeah, if you, if you, if you, uh, if you shove the arms up and the neck down, oh, it hurts a my lot, God. my friend. Joe Henry put me in that, and I was his bitch yeah, for no, a second no, uh, or two there. Yeah, having a trampoline and a brother meant that we would do this <laughs> stuff all the time. And, yeah, when he would just sort of... Yeah, it, it wasn't good. It wasn't good. <laughs> I know it was it was sort of post. It was more like in what the PG era. But he came back for his face run, Chris Masters. Yes. How bloody weird that was. That was strange. But I, I, I what do you? The, the, it was just a you know it's there. And it was a very he was a very nice body, yeah he was a very talented place. He was a big body guy. I mean like look at him sculpted out of marble uh, as most people are. And but. you did hate him because of that. He didn't make you feel nothing. Yeah, but he, he was he was he was good at making you hate him. Yeah, like this team. But I don't think like I think he's good at that. But I don't think he's like Mr. Kennedy levels of good. Oh at that. no, absolutely. So I not. think like he's he's like the tier below a Mr. Kennedy. I think that. What more do you need to say about Chris Masters? Next up, Sam, I'm going to do this without even speaking. Who's that? It's Christian. Christian in 2004 slash five should have been world champion. He's not Edge. Get him in the bomb. No. <laughs> when he had that waterproof blonde theme that peeps everyone loved him. I was, him. I was oh never a Christian God. guy. Oh my, he was fantastic. My brother man. loved him. I, I wasn't so. Him and Tomko. I wasn't a Tomko guy. Show, show <laughs> me a more. What's the phrase? A more iconic couple or whatever. The, I don't know what to say. <laughs> Christian was fantastic. Too. Christian in a nutshell well, is. Amazing. That, Take a, a trip through the ruthless aggression. Two thousand and two. At last, you're on your own. Was sort of a thing. The yeah. tag team of Chris Jericho. Two thousand and three. She was more intercontinental. Judgment Day. Two thousand three. Was it Judgment Day? Or, uh, the one with the orange big scaffold. He tron. He won the intercontinental championship. Uh, either Armageddon or Judgment. Was it Armageddon? Might yeah. be Armageddon. But he won the intercontinental championship there. Obviously, he necked on with Trish at uh, WrestleMania. Oh yeah. Twenty. Yeah. Uh, Coming out of that, that, this is when he should have been world champion with the peeps and whatnot. I maintain yeah. that. And obviously by 2007, I think it was, he was out the company and then being the NWA's 
NWA World Champion in yeah. Impact Wrestling. And then we had Pop it's Christian. ECW. Silence. <laughs> Is that too high? Do I put him down one? I think Christian, in terms of his legacy, deserves that spot. You know what? I'd love Christian me. So next up we have Chick Magnet Punk. Chempeng. 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 Uh, this was during his meteoric rise, and there is only one slot for that. Otherwise, you will have your address leaked by some some viewer, and your house will be burned down. I think you know where he's got to go. Hey. Ooh. I I would. The cutoff point, remember, Sam, is two thousand and eight. Oh right, yeah. Then hey. Yeah. <laughs> he hasn't he hasn't really had time to do much there, has he? He got the world title, then they took it away from him when they had him beaten up before a show. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, Straight Edge Society, Summer of Punk, that all came after. What more do you need to say? Yeah. yeah. What more do you need to say, Sam? Yeah. I thought you were going to put more of a banging, banging theme. Yeah. Banging yeah. theme, yeah. This fire burns. Eddie, there's no point even discussing that. Eddie Guerrero goes oh, into right, Super. We'll Edge goes into Super. Oh, then we've got the Pope. <laughs> we've got the Pope. Okay. Uh, do we have the first one? I think we have the first jobber in the Pope, yep. The Pope is so charismatic. But what if? As I say, I wasn't really watching ECW, so there's probably... WWECW yeah. diehards, if that's a thing, watching this video saying, What are you talking All about six the Pope? <laughs> what are you talking about the Pope like that for? But you know. Yeah. Anything to say about the Pope? No, like, it's just one of the things I, I never really got away with WWECW, uh, and I never really, outside of pay per view, saw much of it. So mm. I, I couldn't really tell you much about the, the weekly ins and outs. But yeah. <laughs> So next up we have Yuji. Obviously, hold on. Obviously went into a successful career with Impact, which yeah. isn't to be sniffed at. Now he's in an NWA, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Think so. Good for him. Yeah. Uh, but this is in terms of what he did in the Ruthless Aggression. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Next up we have Eugene. A gimmick that is aged One of like the most milk. insensitive gimmicks ever invented. And the worst part is people like... Like Bischoff and Pritchard will defend it to the death as like, no, he's just like a savant. So no, no, it's not. When no. he's signing his name with backwards letters and he's coming out hugging teddy bears and you're heavily implying there's something wrong with him, that's just unfair. We were supposed to laugh it's at just, him. Yeah, you were supposed to laugh at him, at him and then with him. and then feel sorry for him uh, when Bischoff turned on him and then like and it's it worked for the wider audiences, but it it was just so insensitive. Like and that's nothing against Nick Dinsmore. Nick Dinsmore is a he wrestler. Played the role he's really well. Fantastic wrestler. Like, the guy is, I'm pretty sure, an accomplished amateur wrestler. Like, he can go in the ring. SummerSlam 2005. He just got saddled with the gimmick. That match against Kurt Angle where he sort of... He was Eugene, but he just put the gimmick to one side for one yeah. match. He just wrestled Angle. Yeah. Woo! And that's the thing is, like, I think, had they been able to do that and successfully strip those layers away, it would have worked out all right. But there's only... There is a ceiling on a gimmick like that. And it's, it's the second that that gets national recognition. It's like, what are you doing? And again, it's no slight on Dinsmore, but I, 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 I have X-Pac heat with it. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a fan of it either. My name is Phil Leary, and I love the fate. So, my mum, <laughs> when Finley re redebuted, my mum was watching the screen. She was like, who's that old man? <laughs> and I was like, it's Finley. And she was like, Finley. To be fair to and then And then it was like five seconds of stars. Is that Fit Finley? <laughs> He's been wrestling since I was little. <laughs> yeah. He never looked as old as he actually is. No, that's it. Yeah. Like, he looks, uh, yeah. You think he, he looks would dye that hair grey? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I love Finley, me. Yeah, he's great. But what did he do in, t in the Attitude Era? Obviously, uh, the Attitude Era, bloody hell, we did that one yesterday. Yeah, the, the, other uh, day. the Ruthless, the aggression, ruthless aggression Era. He used his shillelagh a lot. 
The shillelagh. Uh, uh, he was. He got he out. Introduced his, uh, he the, got, the the lil bastard. Yeah, he got yeah. out as Hornswoggle's dad towards yeah. the end. <clears throat> it was sort of two thousand and five, six when he arrived, wasn't it? Something like that. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what he did. US title was he in that picture? Did he win it once? He was in the mid card yeah. uh, area. Was he in like any elimination chambers or anything? Yes. Yeah. One maybe. Think yeah. maybe. But I I think right he was a heel on SmackDown. Oh, I hated him. Yeah, I hated him. He 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 was very good at his job. Like, Proper very old fashioned bastard. Yeah. Kick and punch and be horrible. Yeah. Until he turned nice with his bastard son. He was like a schoolyard bully. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, no uh, no disagreements there? No, no disagreements there. So, next up we have Gail Kim. And if we're putting Betty Phoenix in there... Gail Kim's got to go there, Oh, yeah. what a wrestler. Another pillar that held up the division through very dark times. Obviously, someone is going to bring up the old Vince McMahon story and how Gail Kim exposed him to something that's on the internet. Yes. If uh, you don't know, Google that, that story. I'm sure that'll be in the comments, but uh, yeah... Uh, but she's one hell... People... Because I did uh, Straight to Hell not too long ago with her and Lita, and one of yeah. the comments was like, people never realise how great she was unless they watched uh, Impact slash TNA. Yeah. Because she really hit her stride. She had a... Yeah, she had she a was given the opportunity revival and resurgence then. Like, she was able to really step into herself, and it was great. More so, she was just given the chance to wrestle. And show yeah. what a great wrestler she was. Yeah. So this is going to be controversial. Because it's, me and you, I know, We know where he's going, Ross. We know where he's going. But it's ruthless aggression, Sam. It's from his debut. Going in the S. I hope at Mania. They have the. They force the camera guys to be like, go, Berg, go. And then there's no security to walk him out. There's just blow up dolls, and he's he's already outside of his he's already outside of his, his his dressing room, and they're just on each arm, and he's like walking in like this. Yeah, it's weird. yeah, not gonna be security, is there? Non-essential personnel. Let's get some blow up dolls. They are essential. Go they they keep you know Goldberg safe backstage. They do. They do. Well, they keep everybody else safe from Goldberg. I think you're fine. But he arrived with great fanfare, of course, in 2003. He had the match with The Rock. Right away. Pardon yeah. me. I'm drinking Fanta Fruit Twist. And I just did a burp. <laughs> then he had Triple H grab him by oh. his bald, oh. meaty clackers and just rip oh. them away. Oh. Rip them away, Sam. Oh. And then before you know it, we get to bloody WrestleMania 20. And he has the gone. match with Goldberg. Everyone knows and the both even gone. Right, it's, we have to take everything so into account. It's so sad that it's we don't Gold, get to put it in it's this. Bloody Goldberg, it's bloody right. Goldberg, yeah. But it didn't work, did it? He's got to go in, probably. Are we going to put him in there? Yeah, I wouldn't say he's on the same level as Albert, like. But what he did during that era, what could have been and what we got, it makes me so angry. Is, he worse? Know... Is he worse than Billy Gunn? <laughs> That's the question you're going to ask yourself. Let's move right there. <laughs> Sorry, Billy. Are we putting go? Because, oh, me and you are both WCW. What is it? My, my Goldberg marks, aren't Yeah, we? Like, Goldberg is the yeah. man who got me hooped on professional yeah. wrestling. I've told that story time and time again. Watching the VHS. Come in, smash people over and over again. It was. And it, was, it looked like it was going to be was like the hardest so, ever. so great with The Rock and how that started. Yeah. And then. He did that bloody thing where he got lost backstage. I guess you've listened to that Bruce Pritchard podcast. No. Where he, uh, he did the backstage. He was chasing the rock, I think, out the arena. Right. And he had to, they rehearsed it and said, Bill, you do this. And you get in the car and you drive away. And apparently he just wandered the wrong way or something like that. <laughs> someone, 
Someone verify that story because it's something along those oh, lines. Goldberg just brilliant. his arse dropped out of his pants and he forgot where he was. <laughs> he just drove home. <laughs> I'm sorry, Vince, on the car phone. So that lost him a lot of obviously, like you know, credence backstage yeah. and how you fight your way back from that. But it was such a missed up. Oh, what do you say? Well, we're making up for it now, aren't we, Sam? Yes, we are. The fiend was sacrificed for nothing at all. Yes, he was. We had to get, we had to give the belt to Goldberg so Roman wouldn't get booed when we he beat the fiend. We shouldn't have put the belt on him in the first <laughs> no, place. We but shouldn't. It, even if we were going to take it off him this quickly, it shouldn't have been Goldberg to do it. No. Feed somebody else to Goldberg, not Bray. Oh. So next up, we have the tag team tandem. It looks like this user has made of Booker T and Goldust. Oof. And while they didn't those have those promos much... alone, deserve at least an A. Crocodile Dundee. What was Crocodile it? Dundee. Uh, could, I, uh, could I have a sip on your Slurpee for a bite of my sausage? When he's got like the little hot We're dog. We're a married couple, you know. We're in, they're in the Seven <laughs> Eleven. Like when when he's like he's like stalking Booker T and Booker T's like on the run. Like that stuff's great. Like loved it. Absolutely loved it. God, we've got Goldberg on the same level as Charvo and Finley. He well, he's he, only got himself to blame. He should have done more. He did more he? than Finley. Do we move Finley down? Yeah, let's put Finley in C. He was an old man. How'd you like me now? Here we have a man who main evented a pay-per-view against Brock Bloody Lesnar during the Ruthless Aggression era. It's Bob Sparkplug Holly. Thurman Sparky Plug. That's unfair. I think he's a C. They worked that angle. He was a reliable well. pair of hands. He was a hard bastard. He was a hard the bastard. The hardest man in the world, if you ask him. He was WWE's first attempt at a multi-sport athlete. <laughs> they wanted him to be a race car driver, and he actually went and raced. Yeah, he did. They, Vince gave him the race car as a gift. He wouldn't accept it, uh, and I think eventually, like he said to Vince, "Look, I'm not gonna, I'm not just gonna take it as a gift. That cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars. Sell me it." He's like, "I'll keep it. Sell me it." And uh, Vince said, "Okay." And uh, charged him, I think it was like $10 for it or something. Oh, I bet and, he felt uh, big and tough off his name there. But, but I, yeah, had... I, think, I don't know if he still has it, but he had the original WWF drag race, uh, drag race, the like, stock car. Yeah. But if you look at what he did during the uh, the Ruthless Aggression era, he started off as just being a hard man on SmackDown, made, yeah. look, uh, made to uh, look make other people look good, sorry. And yeah. then the neck injury happened. The World Championship match happened. Yeah. Two thousand. Cody Rhodes is a tag team. That's all I'm remembering. Yeah, man. he was just there and there about. It all he? sort of fell apart. The but... old bloody gouge out his back on the ECW oh. show. That alone deserves a C at least. Oh. Maybe even a B. But that is, that's a meaty scar. We can't put was. Bob Holly on the same level yeah. as Goldberg. Hayden, Heidenreich, Dern. <laughs> well, there was enough hype around him. There was enough hype around Heidenreich you could classify him as a jobber and not X-Pac heat. Like, initially, anyway. Then when, when the bell rang, it all went wrong. He was crap. <laughs> he was he terrible. Was crap. You, thing... you just put him in jobber because of what he did to Michael Cole. He... <sighs> <laughs> if you Let's know, move on. If you know, you know. Uh, next up, we have Hornswoggle. <laughs> Hornswoggle uh, deserves a lot more than I think people will ever give him credit for. He took a fantastic trash can to the head from JBL. Oh, when he the one where he just launches it, <laughs> and he just wipes him off his feet. Yeah, uh, obviously, I think. Wait, is this after ruthless aggression? By the time he was unveiled as the, the anonymous GM, yeah, he didn't deserve that, did he? This was uh, he, he when we were in Vegas. He was like one of the coolest people we interviewed because he's got such a dry sense of humour. Mm. So we're just sitting interviewing him, and Jack's just talking, and he would just keep just poking little holes and trying to rip on him. It was like proper. He's just constantly like. 
He just seems like a guy that's just, if you went for a drink with him, he'd keep everybody laughing all night. Oh. Um, I'm trying to think of what else he did, apart from be Finley. Oh, obviously, Mr. McMahon's son. Yeah, Finley's. Mr. McMahon's son, Finley's little bastard. Uh, he was the GM. He had the... No, WLC would have come much later. Oh, WLC was like yeah, much later. I think he, you know, given the, the, the drawbacks of being well, a little yeah. person in the wrestling and given, historically what that means. Given the fact, yeah, that usually promoted. He's the last ever a, cruiserweight champion. He is the last ever cruiserweight champion. Before they brought it back, of course. Yeah. Um, so there you go. Then we have Terence, who started the Ruthless Aggression era. I'm going to put him there. He, um, he had a complete career resurgence here. Came back, obviously, with the N-Dub-O. Had that match against The Rock at uh, WrestleMania X8. Stone Cold and then... had that wonderful match against Scott Hall. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've got Richard Tubman to follow that, dude. <laughs> uh, what am I going to say? Yeah, obviously, Hulkamania was no, just well, so organically had, still there, and we had yeah, to have it again. We had The Rock versus Hogan, which is still, like, to this day, gives me chills. If you watch that match back, the, the crowd response as he's hulking up. Could you just... imagine, right? That match... At WrestleMania 36. Oh! The Rock. Oh, that would be such a different they wouldn't match. Be, they wouldn't be able to listen to the crowd and do the audible. You know, yeah. Rock would start working heelishly yeah. and hugging the other way. Oh, that would be fascinating. But, like, yeah. And then they had the Mr. America stuff, which is some of my favorite ever. You've missed out his undisputed championship reign. He beat Triple H at Backlash. He did. He was maybe a bit old for that, but the Mr. America stuff was great. Then he had the worst, the worst ever choke slam in the history of Undertaker's oh, career. Oh, when he gently, gently places him on his spine. The Judgment Day. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it then, is like it is literally just, yeah. isn't it? It doesn't even get any height. Just. But then I, as you say on SmackDown, the Mr. America stuff came around, which you know the I never, detected never test, understood. Everything. It was obviously Hogan. What, it was. It, what, it was obviously Hogan. Like a... The whole idea was that Vince knew it was Hogan. Vince knew everybody else knew it was Hogan, but everybody else pretended with Mr. America that he wasn't Hogan. <laughs> and so Vince did all the stuff like lie detectors, and he would do all of this stuff in order to be like, "Look, I'm going to get rid of this nonsense once it's and for so all." So silly. And then they did the Mr. America like lie detector test and. And like the crowd, were, and there was like, you know, he sat Vince in the chair and he's like, oh, you were jackass. And Vince is like, no. And like comes back that he's lying and all this stuff. <laughs> and then we get to uh, sort of 2004, 5. The, oh. the most memorable thing is obviously that match against Shawn Michaels at SummerSlam 2005. Yeah. yeah. Dive, duck, dip, dive and dodge. Well, that's what you get for, for politicking for against lying. the ultimate politicker. For lying to Shawn. Hi, <laughs> Shawn. I'll... Ooh, oh, no, I didn't that's a first. Turn my bloody Sorry, everybody, but I he said to Shawn Michaels, I pal, if, I, if you let me win, I'll let you win back. And when push came to him, army back's a bit sore. I can't let you win. So I'm Shawn Michaels made a time. mockery of him. We'll do it on the house show next Wednesday. <laughs> so there we have Big Terry. Next up, we have the Hurricane. And Underrated. If we're, put, if we're putting Goldust and Booker T up there. Yeah, Hurricane belongs in A. He's Some of the most entertaining stuff. Him and The Rock backwards and forwards yeah. was great. Oh. The superheroes in training when you put yeah. the first letters of those Oh, things. it spells a naughty word. It does. And then we have Jacqueline, who is a confusing one because she was cruiserweight champion, breaking yes. all kinds of boundaries, yes. barriers, whatever word you want to use there. But that's all I can remember. In terms of Ruthless I Aggression... I can't much in the Ruthless Aggression era with her. She was definitely on Raw for a period at the start. I remember that much. But then yeah. she was on SmackDown with the cruiserweight title. Yeah. I mean, that's that's something that's not. I really, think, why is it not talked about these days? You think they'd be because they change their own lineage and history every yeah. every single week. But you think something like that, they'd be pushing it to the 
Yeah, I, I don't know. With the evolution and revolution and Maybe it's they don't want to bring up the old lineage of the belt because it'd be too confusing for like the fact there's a new belt with new lineage. I forget or... where stupid wrestling fans yeah. are. I think I'd say C top. I think C as yeah, well. I think she C. was always a great wrestler, Jacqueline. Yeah. But uh, sometimes it was just a bit like that. I think she was definitely more pronounced in the late Attitude Era than the Ruthless Aggression Era. Mm. So next up, we have Jamie Noble and Nydia. We, took, we talked about them briefly earlier. Hated yeah. them at the time, but as fantastic. I've gone back, I've realised how good their work was. They were fantastic, weren't yeah. they? Yeah. Do you reckon that's a B? I reckon they're a B. Is Goldberg, we're going to get so much pelters for this. Goldberg on the same level as Jamie Noble and Nydia. But it's what they did during that era. And it's Goldberg what they did during the era. It's not, it's not just who's your favourite wrestler. Goldberg's in there for years. That's yeah, what we've got to keep in the mind. Goldberg was there for a year. Yeah, so that, that's fine. We're Come fine. On. We're, We're fine. fine. We're going to be fine. fine. We're fine. So next up we have Jazz, who I, you know, she was, what a wrestler. Yeah, just incredible. Look at her now with her bald head and how intimidating that is. Yeah. It's amazing. Anyway, I'm, she's married to Rodney Mack as well. Really? Aye. I'm sure really? I read that somewhere. I might be telling pork pies, who knows. Uh, but yeah... She was the antipathis, the antipathipathis of what Trish Stratus Antipathis, anyway. I'm just saying it funny. Um, she was the opposite. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What Lita and Trish was, and it, it worked. Yeah. WrestleMania. Just no nonsense, straightforward, let's do it. And the part I really liked when she was with Teddy Long, there was yeah. just something about the way they looked together that worked for me. It was proper throwback stuff. Yeah. Then we have Jeffrey Hardy. It was here, there, and everywhere during the Attitude Era. Why do I keep saying that? I did that yesterday, man. He was here, there, and everywhere during the Attitude Era. You weren't <laughs> wrong. Uh, but he sort of cast off to the winds during the Ruthless Aggression Era. He was in TNA for a bit. He was in New Japan for a bit. Yeah. A hiccup, some might say. Uh, but he also had that 
the obvious standout for me. I know, are we, is it in the Ruthless Aggression when he won the title end of 2008 or is that the, the PG? Pardon me. I think it's the PG. I think that's probably, if it's the PG, that's just the very beginning of it. So it was the end of 2008. There's always like a time. slight bleed between eras, isn't there? Yeah. Until um, one of them comes out and goes, this is the reality era, <laughs> which means there is no characters and everybody's going to be a hard wrestler. Which is where we are today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he started off uh, as part of the Hardys, I think. We're still thinking 2002, weren't they? Despite feuding a bit yeah. earlier on. Yeah. 2003, oh, sorry, 2002, I think, was the match with The Undertaker. Go on, kids, make yourself famous. Oh, yeah. JR's calling in yeah. that. It's unbelievable. I've just undersold JR's call a bit there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to like you. Uh, 03... Can't remember a thing he did. Oh four, I think he might have been gone. Oh five, ah. and then he comes back, and it's the beginning of the meteoric rise of well, him Jeff and Hardy's him and solo star. Him and Matt were a tag team again because yeah. they had that match at December, December two thousand six against mm. Eminem. But it's a weird one for Jeff because that bloody match against yeah, the stuff with Brock Lesnar right at the start of the Ruthless Aggression era, yeah. where Paul Heyman would go looking through Lita's suitcase and whap out her lingerie and do creepy things with it on the stage. Yeah. Uh, 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 where would we put Jeff? I reckon at least B. I reckon, because he would hit the heights. Bottom of B. He would hit the heights after, yeah. wouldn't he? He'd, so, he'd go on to be a lot bigger than he was at the time. Cena, it's a thugonomics. Yeah, thugonomics. Yes, Cena, super class. We, but is, is actual, you know, Johnny E. John Cena in there as well? Probably not. Who knows? But Doctor of Thugonomics was fantastic. Go back and watch WrestleMania tw uh, two, uh, uh, WrestleMania twenty, and the match you had with the Big Show, and the reaction from the New York crowd. Obviously, the New York crowd, famously one of the most famous, uh, uh, one of the hardest to please in the wrestling yeah. world, but they were fully behind the Doctor of Th Thugonomics, John Cena, the rapping. It speaks for itself. It was fantastic stuff. I don't care what you say. So who we got next? That's Jomo. Jomo. Johnny Nitro, which is funny, right? Because he was Eric Bischoff's assistant, right? And Eric Bischoff used to work for a company. And that company had a show called Nitro. And he was called Johnny uh... Nitro. Why are you putting them, Sam? So, I was never the biggest John Morrison fan. I hate Starship Pain, me. I, I'm I, a massive fan of Jomo, but I hate Starship Pain. I was so sad when he re-debuted with that theme. I hate his theme. Do you? I hate it. Now listen. This He's called Mick John Malley. Morrison, right? So like, they basically looked at him and went, you look like Jim Morrison from The Doors. Can you wear a big fur coat, act like a rock star, and have long hair? Which Jim Morrison never really did. He just got drunk and was an absolute mess. But... They just sort of did all that, and then they just banged some random rock track on it that sounds a bit 60-ish. Oh, that opening note, though. Whoa! No, it just sounds like somebody's just sat down on a guitar. <laughs> now listen. Listen to me, Billy. But the thing is, you, in terms of an in-ring competitor, John Morrison's unbelievable. I like, hate, Almost unparalleled. I hated Eminem in the, in the way you were supposed to hate them. Yeah. They were paparazzi. They did their job people. very well. Yeah. Underrated tag team in the grand scheme of things. Obviously, uh, what's his face? The other guy, Joey Mercury, got his face caved in. Yeah. That was horrible. Oh, uh, but Jomo, ECW champion towards the end of the Ruthless yeah. Aggression. Um, and obviously, we're going to have great success on the main roster. It's at least a B, isn't it? Or maybe a top say, of C? I'm, I'm saying top of B. Top of B? Well, yeah. Top of B. Maybe a C? Maybe top Up, of C? Above Charlie Haas. Above Charlie Haas. 
Are we ranking them in, in, inside the rankings? I don't know, but yeah. I, I just didn't. It didn't sit right with me that Charlie Haas was ahead of them. <laughs> <laughs> so next up, we have Kane, and I tell oh. you what. Is Kane being my favourite wrestler, the 97 to 2001 version, yeah. of course. When he took the mask off, that period afterwards was unbelievable. When he was zapping Shane McMahon's bollocks, when he, yeah, falling to pits I'll of fire, never forget. Tombstone and I Linda. I will <laughs> never forget when he took the mask off. And it's just like, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. And he takes it off. And he's like shaved part of his hair away and he's got all the eye makeup and he's like just turns and it's like no this is it it's all falling apart it was just it does make you uh, wonder sometimes like uh, imagine if he still had the mask on now and they were able to keep it secret because I don't know about you up until yeah. that point and the internet was, wasn't what it is today obviously. there was a single grainy picture of Kane from the side at SummerSlam before I knew he was Isaac Yankum that I was like yeah you didn't know what he looked like. Yeah. There was that one picture when the Undertaker takes his mask off at SummerSlam 2000 and someone in the crowd managed to get us... Because he's bleeding yeah. as well, which distorts it all the more. But it makes you wonder, doesn't it? Imagine... It, it would have been impossible, I guess, but, you know, we can yeah. live in a dream, can't we? But Kane... S-class. S-class all day. Do you reckon? Yeah. Oh, really? Bottom of A. That initial bit when he took the mask off aside, it's very meh. It's very meh. It's very, very. We had the fake Kane turn up. That was bollocks. Oh, I forgot about We had the tag Kane. team with the big show, which wasn't as bad as it was. It was, the it was such a wig. Oh, yes, was, yes, oh. yes. Then we had, he was in the tag team with You're RVD. Right. You're right. You take that, you know, yeah, yeah, maybe six months after he takes the mask off away, it's. Very, it's yeah. But that was so good, though. He's an A. He's an A. You can live with that. Dun 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 That's where I'm putting Kevin Nash. In the dirt. In the dirt for his theme. No, he turned up and he was feuding with Triple H. Well, he was in the NWO, obviously, to begin with, but I yeah. think that sort of reached its end by the time the ruthless aggression yeah. really kicked off. These were the last of the great Nash matches, um, and there weren't many Then he had the feud with Triple H, and then I'm struggling. <laughs> what yeah, there's, there's, there's not a lot. That's, that's about it. Yeah, I think the feud with uh, Triple H, I think they say in the ruthless aggression documentary, was crucial because Batista just got... Uh, I think it was that match where Batista and Orton both got injured. Yeah. And then that Kevin Nash returning gave Triple H something to do and gave those two time to uh, recover. So I guess it was important. Yeah. WCW, Kevin Nash was a lot better. A lot better. Mordecai! X-Pac Heat! He was going to be the fake under... This well, is the thing that always... I always love this. When wrestling fans online defend Mordecai. Where it's like, but he was going to be the anti-Undertaker. Look was. at him. He was. Yeah, I know he was, but look at him. But he had his own symbol. Look at him. But he's but Look at him. He's, an he's got boys blonde hair, and he's dyed his bloody eyebrows blonde. Like, no. And he's coming out with what looks like five sticks sellotaped together and spray-painted silver. <laughs> like, he's got from like, the local market on a Sunday. Like, nah. Like, nah. This is... Like, I remember seeing this and just being like, this is a joke. I, never, I was Not never a, a chance. But it's interesting. So I remember listening to Colt Cabana's podcast, and I think Kevin Thorne was on there. And he said he was going to have a WrestleMania match against The Undertaker, but he got arrested just before the program was meant to be uh, starting. And obviously Vince it's funny, because all I remember is the program, uh, sorry, the, the promos with Mordecai, nothing else, because it sucked. What was it? Like, oh, we're like in the church sort of thing. Yeah. But I then Vince McMahon lost all faith in him, because obviously you can't have a main event guy who's going to get arrested. You can't have a main event guy <laughs> looking like that either. 
Imagine, 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 right, being Kevin Thorne and knowing everything about wrestling history. Let's just say he does. And he gets arrested, and Vince Man goes, well, I can't trust you, pal. How many main eventers have been arrested down the years? And All Vince McMahon stood Every by. Every single one. Oh, I feel sorry for Kevin Thorne. <laughs> uh, I think I'll get, just guessed him on Mordecai there and not obviously Kevin Thorne. Yeah, not on Kevin Thorne, because Kevin Thorne was a lot better. Yeah. Uh, Mordecai's well, a gimmick. Still, I, I, still I crap hated Mordecai's crap Kevin Thorne, wasn't it? It wasn't as bad as Mordecai. He was a bloody vampire because they were on sci-fi. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of that. <laughs> and next up we have the great Collie Pre. He gets, he gets S because he was in Very Wrestling Christmas. Pre-Punjabi Playboy. This is when the... Un uh, sorry, when the great Collie... And I want you to sit down for this, Sam, even though you already are. Just make sure you sat down properly. He pinned The Undertaker by putting his boot on The Undertaker's chest. I love this. <laughs> what? When I was like much younger, I was like, what is this? Like I, well, was, I remember when he debuted. I liked it because, like, not because, like, I liked it. I liked it because it was like, where are they going with this? Like, obviously, the guy's huge. He's very intimidating. But can he go? It was and if you go back through New Japan World, what was he can go. New Japan? Uh, giant uh, something, wasn't it? Giant. It wasn't Giant Singh, was it? It was. It was. Wasn't it? Was, it was it Giant Singh? That rings it might a bell. be Giant Singh. Let us know. There's the a whole thing where he's just leaping over the top rope and springboarding and doing all this stuff in New Japan. Gets to WWE. Whoop! Hey, them chicken legs he had. Yeah. Yeah, he's gonna wear a pair of shorts. Yeah. It's like imagine us two, right? Us two fatistas yes. with a pair of cocktail sticks for legs. Yeah, that's, a, that's, about, that's about correct. <laughs> anyway, uh, we're not really putting them there, are we? No. Uh, I think he belongs in the bottom of D. Yeah. It's that sight of him pinning Undertaker. I mean, when he turned up and he cut that initial promo on the SmackDown, I remember, I remember watching it on Sky Sports on I Friday night. I was like, what's going was on? bloody terrified. Yeah. Because you didn't understand what he was saying. No. And it was, like, terrifying. Of, yeah, just shouting. Like he was a monster. Yeah. Uh, then we just don't need to say anything, do we? Wrestling machine. The wrestling machine, Kurt Angle goes in S. Lance Storm also goes in S because he's really good. Boring. He wanted those chants. Boring. He worked hard to get those chants. Stone Cold calling him boring while he's wrestling a wrestling match. Yeah. Felt sorry for him, me. <laughs> but what do you... Lance Storm, man, it was WCW, the, the triple champion and all that malarkey. That was the peak. Yeah, maybe if you want to, if you're not an ECW fan, I guess. Yeah, his ECW, WCW stuff. By the time he came over this era, was very much wrapping up the Un-Americans. Yeah, he was in the Continental Champion as well, obviously. But like, Un-Americans was it, wasn't it? And then when he started dancing because Austin was calling him boring. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's not, that's it's not strange, it. but uh, that's not it, Chief. Uh, oh, he's in the Continental Champion. I was going to say he won the championships. Anyway, right. That's only because he obviously hit greater heights yeah. earlier. Yeah. I used to, when I got into WCW when he was doing that triple champion stuff, when he was mm. the under 200, under 300 Yellow pounds, stickers on the belt and stuff. Saskatchewan yeah. heavyweight champion, all that malarkey. And the promos, I know it was always repetitive, like, uh, can I be serious for a minute? Yeah. It was always good, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Thoroughly consistent performer. Incredible trainer. Kicked off the Ruthless Aggression era as part of Team Extreme, then turned into a no good. Jezebel. You can't say that word anymore, Sam. I'm just quoting JR. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, Chelsea Flip, reversed it completely, becoming the rated R superstars. That didn't quite work, did it? Star. With Edge <laughs> and the live sex celebrations yeah. and the outfits and whatnot. She was just oh, flawless. Bloody yeah. isn't it? So next up, we have the man who has had my favourite theme song when I was playing Smackdown, oh. Shut Your Mouth. But, but, 
The beat keeps dropping. To the rhythm. To the rhythm. So yeah, Mark Henry. Yeah. <laughs> Seamless cut. Um, <laughs> world's strongest man at the start, like literally the world's strongest man, pulling yep. trucks and whatnot. Then Rodney Mack and Teddy Long. That was a thing for a while, and then. Not quite the heights we'd see with the Hall of Pain. WECW was when the Hall of Pain really started to get off the floor. And then, you know, then it became a thing with the salmon jacket and whatnot. Oh, the salmon jacket. But by 2008, Mark Henry, I know there's that rumour going around that you used to book him to try and get him out of that long contract he had. Yes, this period yeah, of time very try much. and make him do stuff he didn't want to do in order to get him to quit. That was the big rumour. But By 2008? You can't put him at the bottom of that class. I'd say you'd put him at the top of that class. Well, he wasn't a jobber, though, was he? Bloody hell. No. Unless we, what we mean by jobber here? This is, I don't, why do you call him? Why, if you're watching this person who made this to you, why do you, put it, man, why do you make it so hard? I'd, I'd put him level with Lance Storm. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair enough. Lance did achieve more, I think. Excuse me, I need to stop drinking fizzy pop on these videos. <laughs> anyway, Matt Hardy, version B1, 1. B1, S class. Just the facts, the math facts. The math facts, what yeah. more do you need to know? That alone, perfect. Shannon Moon, number one MFers. MFers, yeah. So next up we have Melina. Melina, have you ever seen, seen a that. Melina? Semolina's a lovely pudding, isn't it? It is a nice pudding, yeah. Um, so Melina was obviously the manager, or the manageress, what do you call them? The valet. The valet, it's a bit of an outdated term. Yeah, it is yeah. an outdated manager. term. The, the manager, manager of M&M. Jinx, touch, touch wood, wood, black magic. Can't say a word until somebody says your name five times. This is going to be a long video. He can speak, by the way. Um, so Melina, she did that, and then she, yeah, she managed Eminem, and then she wrestled a bit. She had the whoopsie at Survivor Series with her entrance where she fell off the apron. Uh, <laughs> I think C's fair. Sam Consuela Banana Hammock Driver. Sam Consuela Banana Hammock Driver. Sam Consuela Banana Hammock Driver. Sam Consuela Banana Sam Driver. There we go. Get it. Right, Jesus. Yeah, I think that's about right. <laughs> Mexicals. Mexicals are oh. bloody bloody racist jobbers. Jobbers, jobbers, jobbers. Yeah. jobbers. Oh, Not no. the guys involved. The guys involved aren't jobbers. That just this whole not table, super crazy. You know. Why? Why oh. would they? Why, well, why, I'm not going to even ask why. Why would they on lawnmowers? Oh, uh, you know why? <sighs> racist stereotypes. Now then, this is because oh, obviously this is going to be contentious. Between this. the years of 2002 yeah. and 2008, we had the feud with Randy Orton, which was fantastic. Yeah. We had the stuff with the Rock and Soft Connection getting back together. Yeah. That was fantastic at WrestleMania 20. What else, Sam? We had Commissioner beforehand, which I loved. That was before 2002. Uh, we had the stuff with Edge coming. Edge, yes. The flaming table and the everything. The flaming table, yeah. that was another good thing. The, uh, the promo he cut, I think, was at the second one-night stand where he's like... <laughs> it sounded like he was speaking about Paul Heyman. Like, we need to thank this visionary, this person of extreme, <laughs> Stephanie McMahon. <laughs> Fantastic. Out she comes. But he did do, you know, obviously... Inventor of both extreme wrestling and women's wrestling. His best days were behind him. Can Ooh. we put him in ST? Because when he did stuff, it was amazing, wasn't it? Or just did it happen not enough? 
I think we put him top of A. Top of A. He was, what that bloody match against uh, Orton, a backlash, amazing. Oh. Was it backlash? Yeah, I think so. Mickey James, she's up there with Betty Phoenix. Yeah, absolutely. Another name that just carried that division through pretty dark times. Yeah, and she obviously, the future had to kick off things yeah. with uh, Trish Stratus. Speaks yeah. for itself. I love Molly Holly. Yeah, I think she's on the same level as Beth. I'm wildly underrated. Yeah, fantastic like, rest. Wildly I hated underrated. that. Like when she was 2004 came around, and I was I don't know if this is right, but people used to be like taking the piss out of a fat ass and stuff like that. Hurricane and Mighty Molly was just great, and then like she was able to get a little bit more serious, and then you you saw how good a worker she was. She was again one of the pillars that held up the division during pretty dire times. And she shaved her head for the good of the company. She yeah. wasn't going to get booked on WrestleMania 20. She was like Vince. What can I do? I will shave my head. Here, I'll shave my head. All credit to her. Lester Kennedy. I thought you were in a call for a mic. <laughs> <laughs> I have to run around and try and find one for you. <laughs> now, Mr. Kennedy. I'd hand you that little, like, dust buster. You can look. <laughs> I might empty on me. I'm a bit scared. <laughs> what could have been with Mr. Kennedy? It looked like he was getting rocket, rocket strapped, brother, brother, well, as Edge and Christian like to say, but then something happened. He got injured, and then something else happened. He was supposed to be Vince McMahon's son. Mm -hmm. That was the ultimate sort of turnaround, which is why he was Mr. Kennedy, because Vincent Kennedy McMahon. So... Mr. Kennedy when he's Ken Anderson. So there was that. I can't remember the exact reason. There was something happened. It was in oh, the building. Was it, was it, it not? Was it not that um, he? It was in the unfortunate fallout surrounding the the Benoit tragedy, wasn't it? When everyone was, got suspended. When everybody got suspended because of wellness policy violations. I'm sure it might have been something to do with that. Uh, Mr. Kennedy had to sort of take time away from the company and then this whole storyline got derailed because of it and then we wound up with Hornswoggle as Mr. McMahon's son. Yeah, and it's a shame because the charisma on the guy is just he was Mr. off the charts. He was Mr. Money in the Bank, wasn't he? Then he lost yeah. it. Had it, took just it the way he would just command the microphone and it would always fall right into his hands. It was like, oh. B or A? It's A or B. If it's B, it's got to be a lot higher in the B bracket. Oh, we're not ranking them. We're not ranking B. them like that, but you'll put them in B. Put them in I'll B. put them higher than Goldberg. Why the yeah. hell not? Just to rile them up a bit more. But remember, <laughs> it's what they did during this time. Yeah. And next up, we have a man who I feel horribly sorry for. Yes, me Mohammed too. Mohammed Hassan. He didn't ask for that gimmick. And is he it, didn't, is he, it Mark Kamani, his name, or Mark Kapani, his name? He's, he's, a, he's a teacher, wasn't he? He's a teacher in New York. I think he's now a headmaster at a school in New York. He's yeah. uh, of Italian origin. Uh, and he was asked to play the character Muhammad Hassan. And, and obviously he played off the stereotypes that, you know... That were going around during, during the 2003 invasion of Iraq and the ensuing war. But the um, promos, they were so... Initially, they were very clever with it. Because what he was saying... Is I, I, just because I'm an Arab-American doesn't mean I am that person. And then they turned him into that person. And he had a group of terrorists come and attack The Undertaker. They weren't called terrorists. But, but they were, Sam. Yes. They had piano they, wire. They were, they yeah, they were in balaclavas and pallet piano <laughs> wire. And they carried Undertaker out like, yeah, it was... So uncomfortable. He was eventually uh, like taken off television because of the 7-7 uh, killings in London. And then... Uh, but they after, still aired it. The Smackdown did Because yeah. it was a Smackdown. It was a Friday, wasn't it? Or was it yeah. a Thursday? And they so, aired the Smackdown. And it was the episode where The Undertaker got choked out with piano wire. And that was the same day or the day... After. The day after the 7-7 seven, seven bombings. I think it was the day after. Um, and WWE still maintains to this day that they didn't have time to edit, or they, they did make an edit, but the TV station 
played the wrong tape uh, and that the unedited version went out. Um, and then Have you following, taken that from Brucey e. P? Yes, and then following the media fallout, uh, he sort of booked to lose, 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 and then Undertaker last rides him off the stage. Through the stage. And man, he's yeah. dead. And he's dead. That's it. Killed him Go. off. What a shame. MVP. Underrated. He was. I, he was, I used him. to. I used to hate the yeah. bloody. I never understood the bloody tunnel. As fantastic as oh, I look back on it now, everything. The entire used to wind I'm me up to gonna... know. Yeah, A or B. I reckon he's A. The feud with Matt Hardy was obviously fun stuff. He got set on fire. He's back oh, by yeah. Kane. Yeah. How did they do? Well, I was in that, that stuff that Kane skin grafted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, he was. Oh, he just rallied you up, didn't he, in the best yeah. possible way? And he's just he, he is an entertaining guy. Yeah. My, one of my favourite wrestling facts to this yeah. day remains that he is the first ever. IWGP Intercontinental yeah, Champion. Yeah, first ever IWGP Intercontinental Champion. And I believe he is like a pretty um, inspiring story as well. He went from like a life of crime to turn his whole life around and becoming a major deal WWE superstar. Like he's just straight up, seems to be just a great guy. Mm. It was a shame we never got to see more of him on Raw 25. Apparently there were more segments planned with him because he was backstage in the card game segment, but it all... Turn he's back nothing. now, and he's he's gonna he's gonna do well in that manager role because yeah. he can talk. He's just a very entertaining guy. Yeah. So then we have Paul London, and I love Paul London. Me, I do, but I, there's a ceiling on this one because yeah, there's a ceiling. There's, there's not really a lot that he was able to achieve, so I think he's limited to unfortunately. See, see, even though him and him and Kendrick were absolutely fantastic together. Yeah. Obviously, people remember that elimination. Spanky, spanky, spank my monkey. What the hell am I saying? <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> you remember the elimination by Snitsky at the, was it 2005 or six? He was the baby that Snitsky kicked, right? <laughs> <laughs> Just in case you're confused, I told me he was the guy that Snitsky chokes, uh, chokeslammed, clotheslined off the line, apron and yeah. did the bloody's flip. Turn him inside out. Flippity day. Next uh, up. Ooh. And he was obviously remembered for laughing during the Vince McMahon. Oh, yeah, that was it. That was the that, end that of days end, for, yeah. for Mr. Paul. You don't laugh when Vince McMahon's on his way to getting blown up. <laughs> Now this might it might be controversial for some, but this was Legend Killer era, and yeah. Legend Killer is the best Randy Orton apart from the Randy. I don't Orton think there's any way you could put any era of, of Randy other than S. He's oh, like... 2014 to 20 Orton belongs in the bin. If the really? bin was there, oh, boring bastard. Yeah, but like thoroughly consistent, but consistently boring, Sam. It's not his fault. He's not getting the stories. No, it's not the stories. It's the I guess the headlock. Yeah. Headlock, but when he's being a, a psychotic bastard, the legend killer is is unbelievable. I love the legend unbelievably killer, unbelievably good. And then this was sort of by the end of the uh, the ruthless aggression era. I keep want to call it attitude era. Yeah, I did that one the other day. Ratitude, ratitude era. Ratatouille Connor from the Ascension. He was sort of going towards the 2009 really psychotic. Woohoo! Yeah, coming into your house. Well, no, Triple H came into his house. You know what I mean. Anyway, that was fantastic. Then we have. The man who could never lose. Where Now, obviously, if we're looking at this in the realms of kayfabe, Triple H, during this time, was the greatest ever champion. Yes, this is what is referred to as the reign of terror this time, or at least a great deal of this time was. Um, and for a while, Triple H in this period was my favourite wrestler. Then it started getting a bit boring. Mm. Then That's it started getting more boring. Then it started getting more boring. And in the middle of that, you had the Booker T situation. You had Goldberg. Goldberg. You uh, had Evolution, which was great. And Evolution then it, was great, yeah. Like, there was just so many little threads that were and RVD. Good. Yeah. 
Orton after beating Benoit at SummerSlam, I think the next month, oh, he lost it back to Triple yeah, H. Yeah. yeah. It was just too much, man. Too much. So where are we putting him? Because you can't deny the work he did. It was just the booking. His work is always S-class. Yeah, but it's the booking. I was not a fan of the Reign of Terror. Not a fan at all. We've got to wait. Oh, <laughs> Can you imagine was, if I let go of that there? That was filthy, The man. internet just like... <sighs> I think we do have to put an asterisk, and I think A, since, you know, asterisk starts with A, yes. that was terrible. That. Yeah. But I, I think, just because I do, people at home might disagree, but the booking was just too much. But obviously, 2006 rolls around, DX are back, Vince McMahon, and what that word time. we can no longer say, that begins with a C and ends with a K. Oh! It also means Willie. Yeah. And a animal. An animal. An animal. I know English, me. Ray Mysterious. Ronald, Ronald Mysterious. Top. Yeah, top. People but, might say, you know, oh, you Eddie's death and the all Smackdown that Smackdown 6 belong in that pff, section like, without, that, any, without any argument. Where do you stand on that Eddie's death, Malarkey? What do you mean? How he won the 2006 Rumble afterwards. And it was I think of... it should have been Chavo. I think we could have really made Chavo out of that. Um, but at the same time, it's it's a situation where, you know, it, it's it's you can't really plan for it. It was so out of left field, and Ray was so linked to Eddie. Historically, I think it made sense. I personally thought it was the right thing to do. Yeah, just carrying on the the legacy and memory of Eddie. Well, that was nice, me. Yeah. Because I've, I read it online all the time that people used to oh they're capitalising on it. And... Yeah, I think there was maybe a little bit of capitalisation, um, but. I don't know, like, it's part of it, part of the industry, isn't it? It's one of those weird areas where it, it's not entirely comfortable, but sometimes the companies will do it. And obviously, you know, it, it was more than that. 2002, he arrives in the company with that theme. Who's that jumping out the sky? Are you? I'm mysterious. I'm a bus. Um, the sparks and the little... The match with Kurt Angle at SummerSlam is my... Is it under, my favourite under 10-minute match, I always say? It was a fantastic match. He rolled through to 2003 and four. What was he doing? What the hell was he doing around this time, 2003 and 2004? I was just happy to have him back in the mask. Yeah. Yes, obviously. Yeah. We know what he looks like without a mask on because we watched WCW. Yeah. You've seen him getting booed uh, before he went to WWE, mm. putting his mask back on in Mexico. Mm. Turns up at an indie show and gets booed, like, properly. It's sacrilege there. Yeah. Taking your mask off. So next up, right, we have a man who, you know, we've got the SmackDown 6. If there was a SmackDown 7... This would be the seventh man. I think it's going to be controversial where I want to put him. Rhino. Where? Right up my... Uh, a. I think, I think Rhino belongs in... Why? Bay. I don't know. I just think that Rhino, for me, I always felt he was underappreciated. I think he could carry a match. He never really had a standout storyline. He never really had a standout moment in my mind that I can pinpoint and go... That's proof of Rhino's time in WWE as being like a solid, solid main event player. But I think he's got to be A or B in my mind. I think B more, just because, yeah. as you say, he didn't really do that much. He was always good. Yeah. But the storyline was never there for him, was it? Yeah, it just sort of, there never seemed to be something right for him. Yeah, I think that uh, Chris Jericho's podcast recently, he was saying that uh, they wanted to call him something else and obviously trademarked the name. And he was like, no, no. <laughs> It's, it's going to be Rhino. And you've got to admit, wait, they obviously gave him the Y instead of the I. Yeah. You've got to think that when stuff like that happens, it puts Vince McMahon with a bit of doubt. Yeah. And that probably hampered him in the long run. Ric Flair. 
The best famous, class, isn't it? The famous stories are there about him losing his confidence, and then he got aligned with Triple H, and Triple H gave him his confidence back because Triple H is the Princess Diana of professional wrestling. <laughs> Any arguments? Nah. S class. That's only Ric Flair. He was always. That was the thing. When I was young, living through the Ruthless Aggression era, I used to not like watching Ric Flair matches because I never got that humour yeah. that he does. But when you watch his matches back during this era now that were grown up and very sensible men. <laughs> and we'll get the sex jokes in that. Yeah, it's all just good stuff. Um, Rikishi. This, so this was, is. This the is, tag team was Scotty too hot, wasn't it? Just him and yeah, Scotty, no Grandmaster Sexy. This is after he's hit Austin with the car, right? Oh, miles after. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. going to say. So, yeah, this is probably just uh, too cool. Grandmaster Sexy wasn't there by the time Ruthless. It was on SmackDown. I think it was just him and Scotty, wasn't it? And Rikishi was just there on SmackDown. He kind of. It's. For what he did 2002 onwards, it, I think sees the absolute limit we can go here. Yeah? I can't remember what else he did. Luck and <laughs> What a shame. I know Rob Van Dam will say in interviews and whatnot, well, they gave me the title, man, I achieved a hell of a lot. And yeah. him, he was the one to piss it away when he got, him and Sabu got caught with all of that sweet Mary Jane, that massive biff does all the ganja in the world. And they took the titles away from him in the... Oh, God. Was it just weed? Movement. I thought if it was just weed, then it would have been a lot less harsh. I thought there was... I don't want to say it was anymore, just in case yeah, it wasn't. But <laughs> I, like, I'm, I'm amazed. If it was just weed, I'm surprised that it, it cost him this much. But like, it, it's especially looking at him, it's Rob Van Dam. Yeah. Uh, but like, and knowing anything about Rob, it's Rob Van Dam. The guy is made of weed. But um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's one of those big what ifs. Like RVD was always one of my favorite in-ring performers. We like, were when we were growing up. You know, I'd watch I was, any of his matches. August 2002, I was 10. So I was the prime age for RVD to be my favourite wrestler. Yeah. And he was during that period. Athletic, charismatic, like, just everything. He was the complete package. What would you need to say? He was yeah. the whole effing show. Oh! Hey, yeah. uh, Sabu. Well, his name begins with S, so you know where he's going. D. Unfortunately, <laughs> yes. Uh, no, we, it was just one ECW, well, the one night stand. Show obviously turned into WWE CW, yeah, and that's when Sabu came back into the fold, and it was nothing like the ECW Sabu. Yeah, and the thing is, like, I love Sabu. Um, as a kid who would get to watch occasional ECW shows, I I loved Sabu. I think he, I thought he was like the toughest guy. He was like the scariest, like sort of like we used to violent. Call and, with bored and yeah, jackets and you'd and hear all the you'd hear all the stories about him like getting his arm slit open and taping it shut mid match and like that guy's tough. Like I always respected and and feared and loved Sabu when I was like, a young wrestling fan, but when you look back on it. He doesn't work in the WWE system. Nah. Like, he still gets to pull off his signature spots and all this stuff, but there's very much a ceiling on what they would ever do with him because it just doesn't line up with their idea of wrestling. Tell you what my biggest memory was. the series. Of, was it a series of matches or maybe just one? What it had against John Cena. Sabu versus John Cena. Yeah. That is a match that happened at least once. So do you say C? I'd say C because he was still, he was still doing his thing. He was still, still doing his thing, wasn't yeah. he? Then we've got Big Popper Pump. Nothing finer than Scotty Steiner getting the S-Class. That weightlifting competition with Triple H. That didn't help Bola. for me. I don't know about... Did you like looking at men? Rubbing your legs and going, Ooh, look at the muscles. Absolutely. Oh, 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 oh. Holler if you hear me. <laughs> but I... <laughs> 
The field no, with Triple uh, H and the endless bloody string of matches they had where Steiner would botch all the way through them. He fell off the apron attacking Test and whatnot. I guess we had the feud with Test and Stacey Keebler. But it, was, it wasn't WCW Scott Steiner. It wasn't TNA Scott Steiner. He's the epitome. His WWE runs like the epitome of below average. Yeah. So he's a D. I'm going to sit him in D. That's fair enough. Because he's yeah. still... It was, it's Scott Steiner. He still was entertaining, wasn't Nothing he? Nothing finer. So then we've got what has to be one of the biggest missed opportunities in professional wrestling history. Sam, it's Sean O'Hare. Why was he not more? Why was he not more? He had the gimmick. He had the look. He had the placement and everything. It just never fell into place. He had just, all of the individual cards. He just never, ever got to show his hand. The, dev- the devil's advocate stuff, the pro, the vignettes themselves was amazing, but never yeah. really went anywhere on TV. No. He was with Roddy Piper for a bit. So I think the limit has got to be a D. Uh, I think D. Maybe even lower. Yeah, put him top of jobber. Top of jobber. He's top jobber. Sean O'Hare, what a sad state of affairs. When you realise, everybody, here's a big claim. He's got a better F5 than Brock Lesnar. That is a big shout. I just dabbed. I'm a <laughs> terrible human being. But he does a spin and everything. It's fantastic. Yeah. Here comes the money! His best days were behind him by this point, surely? No, they were in front of him. He'd gone off the Titan Tron by be- this point. His best days were in 2018, Sam, when he beat Roman Reigns in the soaring heat of... Was that 2019? When he beat Roman Became Reigns the best in, the, in, the world. in the soaring heat of Saudi Arabia. Shane McMahon was fantastic during this year because my main issue with Shane McMahon in this most recent run is the fact that he somehow became one of the best professional wrestlers WWE had when for his entire first decade in the company, if you want to say that, until he buggered yeah. off in 2009, he was part-time and he went, you know, he did the stunts and whatnot, but he yeah. was never beaten many people, was he? Part-time, not one of the best. Well, he just went to a wrestling school. His dad owns a great wrestling school called the WWE Performance Center, right? <laughs> that wasn't heard of it. There's some shows emanating from it soon that are going to be pretty big. But, uh, yeah, no, he, uh, he he went to training schools and that. Mm. just got better. Not a fight. Well, he, yeah. <laughs> what do you say? 2002, I don't know, he was doing much in 2002, 2003. He was doing the stuff with Kane towards the end of the year. 2004. He can always be relied upon. No, the... Sam, I'm going to tell you something now that's going to make you put him back in S. Right. Those promo packages or vignettes, whatever, with his dad in church. In that feud with God. Yeah, all done. Fantastic yep. professional wrestling. <laughs> Unbelievable scenes. Then we have Shawn Michaels. Don't we need to say No, much, S-class, Shawn much, Michaels. Much about him. He put the S in, Shawn. He put the S in. <laughs> Should have stayed retired. Shelton Benjamin's a funny one. Started off with Charlie Arse in the world's greatest tag team. Yeah. Then got the big old singles push for a little tiny bit when he was getting super kicked by Shawn Michaels on yep. Raw and whatnot. Then Mama Benjamin came along. Then the gold standard. Then it started to fall apart, yeah. B? Uh, B. Missed... Uh, I, uh, Massive missed opportunity. Where was Billy Kidman? Where was he? After Billy Kidman. Uh, that was right, wasn't it? Billy was yeah. in there. Um, but yeah, it was just the, the charisma thing, wasn't it? Cutting yeah. promos and whatnot. But then you just ask the question, like Jake Hager in AEW today, play up to his strength if he can't hey. do a promo. If he can't do a promo, don't make him do a promo. French cries. It's yeah. a joke. It's a funny. It's a joke. <laughs> Snitsky. Kicked a baby. Kick. X-Pac kicked. He wasn't that bad. <laughs> he's, he's, he's the... No! The feud with Kane was entertaining. Tell me it wasn't entertaining. The dedication that man had when he shaved his head and let his teeth rot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
I, I, I was, I don't know what it was. I, I was at a soft spot for Gene Snitsky. That's stupid, Ross. Shut up. Put him in D. Yeah, that's, 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 that's fair. D's Spike. Spike. Spike is underrated. We all know that. He was always, he was always there, wasn't he? I'd say. I think C. C, yeah. When did he sort of bugger off? Was it sort of 2005? I think so, yeah. Around he was then. always milling around, wasn't he? Obviously, yeah. yeah, when he first came on the scene in, in the E. He was, was gone it? before WWE CW. Yeah. Yeah. Aye. So there we have it. Stacey Keebler filled a role. She was never a wrestler. Yeah, she was never really one of the pillars um, of the women's division at all. I, I took one hell of an RKO from Randy Orton. She was uh, Test's number one testicle. <laughs> Remember that? When test, nope. fa- test fans were called testicles? Called testicles. Yeah. No, nope, I don't remember <laughs> that at all. That's a thing that happened. And then her uh, Test and Scott Steiner fought over her fair hand. I remember that. I didn't remember testicles. Yeah, they were definitely testicles. Should we say D? I think D. Yeah. Stacey Keebler. Put it right next yeah. to Scotty. Stephanie, who got the theme, of course. Uh, I'm all grown up now and I'm listening and learning. <coughs> Which has a, th- a lyric, by the way, Sam, yeah. that was like, I've earned my spot at the top or something like that. X Packy. <laughs> and it, well, this isn't even the worst Stephanie McMahon. The worst Stephanie McMahon was when like, you're getting towards 2014, 15, 16, where she just cut the knackers off anyone she'd share a ski- screen with and never get a comeuppance until. While saying, We listen to you, yeah. we will implement your feedback. That word I can never say. Philanthropy. Philanthropy. Is the bloody whatever. Future, future of marketing. marketing. Stephen McMahon, 2000 and whatever. So then we have Stuart Cold. S class. It's, yeah, it's S. Stuff with Bischoff. Yeah. I guess it's the. Because obviously he retired WrestleMania XIX. That's the Roman numerals for 19, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, when no one knew it was coming. And then since then, it will have the, that fantastic Survivor Series match where he was involved on one of the teams, or behalf on one of the teams, not wrestling, obviously, where Shawn Michaels was bleeding like a stuck pig. Oh. That one. Yeah. Fantastic Survivor Series match. But you look at the stuff with Bischoff on Raw every Monday. They were both co general managers. He was the uh, special guest referee with Brock Lesnar and Goldberg. But that didn't really mean anything. Yeah. He, he, wrote, he wrote that thing around the quad bike around the ring. Yeah, some... the quad, he did, did love his quad bike in this era. But it's pretty stone cold, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Tajiri. Underrated. Oh, of course he was. But what was he? Because when the Ruthless Aggression kicked off, I remember sort of backlash 2002. He was Tory Wilson's boyfriend, but he was forcing Tory to wear a, a, a kimono, is that what Yes, yeah, kimono. Kimono. Is yeah. that a dragon? Uh, Komodo is a type of dragon, yeah. And also a type of dragon? No, that's Komodo dragon. Komodo dragon? Komodo dragon kimono is the is like a type of traditional dress. Didn't listen to David Attenborough's class on dragons. <laughs> anyway, did you, where have you put him? Oh, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking about B. Try to think what he did after that. It, the tag team William Regal. Just his in-ring work. His stuff with Regal was great, but uh, his in-ring work was... Oh. But it was after it was after the Commissioner Regal and Tajiri relationship. This was just like two nice wrestlers being a tag team. Yeah. Winning the tag team championships in Japan, which is yeah. where Tajiri's from, didn't you know? Is it? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I think it's C. I think C? I, on a, when I look back at Tajiri's you sure career... You wanna, sure you want to do C when it's going to make me have to zoom out? Well, we, can't, we can't bastardise the integrity of the tier list <laughs> just because you have to zoom out. Right, Brace on. yourselves, everybody. Sorry, me, who's Whee! editing this. There we oh. go. Uh, what a fun ride that was. But Yeah, I always look back at Tajiri. 
pre-Ruthless Aggression was yeah. peak for me to do. Oh, yeah. With him yeah. and Commissioner Regal rather When he came Regal. in like a ball of fire, it was like, who is this guy? I've never seen him before. And he was just leveling people. It was the like, this, I love this. Yeah. So next up we have the number one testicle, I guess, because he's a vain man. Testicle. Yeah. Testicle. Uh, Test. One of my, one of my, my guilty pleasures. Test. I love Test. I thought he was under... Wait, you know, you can say what you want with the, the steroids and whatnot, yeah. and how big he got, and how he didn't really move as well as he did once upon a time. But 2002, Un-Americans. So three, the feud with Steiner. 2004, I've got no bloody idea. Then we get to sort of ECW Test. He's in the, he's one of the big players. He's doing elbow drops off the yeah. top of a chamber Cut his pot. hair short. Cut and... his hair short. I, I just thought theme. he was entertaining. Bit of a test, test. This is a test, test, test. Banging this is a as test. well. I think C. Upper echelons of C. I'm saying bottom of B. You know, I like test. I like test. All right, bottom of B for test. Dudley's A. A class. Dudley's are in A, yeah. A class. 100%. We did bugger off about 2006, was it? And then yeah. didn't come back until 2015. There's like, was that around the time of the first impact run? Yeah. Yeah. And New Japan Team as well. 3D. Who the hell is that? That's the Miz. That's the Miz with his hat on. X-Pac Heat. Yeah, this Miz was awful. Of this era, yeah. yeah. X-Pac Heat all day. He didn't day. hit his stride. Do you remember that weird realisation everyone had in, like, in 2014 when he was doing good heel stuff? And I was like, oh, he's quite good in. Yeah. <laughs> but up until then, it's everyone just, you'd hated, hated him. him for so long that you, it was like it was really hard. It was a begrudging to accept that he was doing something good. So next up, we have The Rock. And I know what you're saying. He wasn't there for too long. But I say back to you, Hollywood Rock Hollywood is Rock, the it's, best It's S-class. There's, there's no even argument. There's no, nothing there else needs to be said. Tori Wilson. She was there for a while. She was, I'd say, a ceiling of B. I'd say maybe C. I don't know what you said. She was there to be... She she was more of a manager than a an in-ring performer. But she did wrestle quite a bit She did wrestle quite a bit towards the end. It, My abiding memory, being, you know, 12 years old, maybe when it happened, was the... No, I was about 11. Or maybe, yeah, about 11. Kissing Sable. I don't even remember that. Judgment Day, I think it was. Mm -hmm. Had a bikini competition. Taz was there in the ring. So what are you saying? I'm not saying much about Tori. Wasn't to be honest with you. What What do you say? She was a funny old one to judge, didn't she? Who put her in C? Who put her in C? She was nice. Yeah. She's a nice lady. Trish, S class, the absolute oh! yeah pinnacle of WWE's women's division yeah. through history is Trish Stratus. It's her and Lita are head and yeah. have a head and shoulders above the rest. As is this lad. Oh, Umaga. Absolutely love watching Umaga S-class. What do you say? Watch him wrestle. If it's he's not any worse. Oh, my God. Just he great. moved like just a great. bloody like tank a with a Ferrari yeah. engine <laughs> to steal something from bloody, what's he called? Bo? Uh, not Bo. Jim Ross. Jim Ross. <laughs> what the hell? Husky Harris. Bloody Husky hell. Husky Harris. Forgot his name there. Undertaker. Speaks for itself. Yeah, S-class. Now, Victoria is at least on the same level as your Betty Phoenixes and Molly Hollies. And I opinion. believe so as well. Yeah. I think Victoria's an A. We're, good, we're rattling through these. We are. Vince McMahon. His best work was behind him. But he also did the stuff in church. But he did do the stuff in church. <laughs> I think top of A. You're not putting Shane above Vince. Not on my watch. Oh, no, you put Shane above Vince. I'm, I'm asking for Vince to be an S. I know, but you put Shane in S. Yes, because Vince belongs a, a oh, higher right, place then, in fine, S. Fine, whatever. Oh, Vince McMahon was fantastic. That camera shot at WrestleMania 19 in that match against The Rock, uh, against The Rock, against Hulk Hogan, where he sort of goes... Peaks up, yeah. He's got the blood everywhere. Yeah. Fantastic. Vince McMahon's my favourite wrestling character of all time. 
Vladimir Kozlov. Legit hard man in real life. But this was the era where he had no theme. This was the era where he was beating The Undertaker. The thing is, it could have worked had you really, really built him, but I just don't think they were prepared to fully pull the trigger. They like... It's like they had a double-barreled shotgun and they fired one, and then they just sat on the second one going, eh, there's never going to be a right time, and mm. just gently placed it down. And he's there halfway through this wall going... <laughs> Guys? Yeah. Guys? <laughs> I think there's a massive... Because obviously he would do his better stuff after Ruthless Aggression yeah. ended, so I think it's, it's at least the bottom three. I reckon C. He bottom. pinned The Undertaker. Yeah, I think Vladimir that's why he's got to get into Ah, uh, yeah, he did some things, didn't he? did he? something. He wasn't an entirely terrible. It's class, William Regal. Best William Regal was gone by the time Ruthless Aggression came around. That is true. What was he doing in this period? The tag team with Chajiri. Not yeah. like, not Commissioner Regal, that when they had the, the, the backstage office thing, that yeah. wasn't a thing. This was just good wrestlers. He teamed with D Dave Taylor on SmackDown. He brought in Paul Burchill. Yep. Um, <laughs> the pirate. Uh, 2002, he was sort of the era of the brass knucks, and he was Intercontinental yeah. Champion. He did, he did more than Tajiri, so whoever put Tajiri, we need to put Regal higher. B. I think we'll put Rhino way too high. Or maybe he's at A. Rob Van Damme wrestled at WrestleMania X8. And he had, and we sort of, and he had the big illness, didn't he? I think so. And then the King of the Ring came 2008 towards the end of the Roosters' aggression. I'm putting him in A. Start a PG. What, what do you say? What William Regal? Yeah, still, it wasn't the best. The, the man started by wrestling tourists on a pier in Blackpool and making them tap. Mm. Like that's a long way to come. Then we have Zach Gowan. For a kid that was thrust into the limelight after, was, after John Laurinaitis signed the, the wrong one-legged wrestler, um, <laughs> it, it's, it's amazing. He was good in that one, one storyline he had. Yeah. Which is what but we can only that base was it. That was all he really got. He so D? Because it wasn't, it wasn't bad in that storyline, just the fact that he didn't have any other storylines. But the thing is, I remember rooting for him really hard, so I'm thinking yeah. bottom of C. Bottom of C, top of D. Potato, potato... Who the hell is that? And finally, JBL. Final one. Oh, it's your boy. It's your boy. Where's he going? It's S tier. I, uh, <laughs> I was so happy you just said that. It's S tier. It's Boom. G How can you even argue? Yeah. It's the, some of his best work. It, it, the, one of the best heels. Yeah. Going. Go and watch JBL all the way through 2004. Because he's not even acting. That's just all the way through That's 2005. The matches he had were Eddie Guerrero and John Cena and The yeah. Undertaker. The feud, the stupid JBL is poopy. The bloody skit he did with, with Godzilla. And uh, on the Mexican border. Was it the Mexican border? I think so, yeah. It was classic stuff, as Bruce Pritchard likes to say, Bond, but he was very Did good. Did I ever tell you one of the things I've noticed whenever we've been to a show and we've seen JBL come out to do commentary? If you watch JBL's Tron, there's all these stocks and stuff. There's all these green arrows. And that'll come up with JBL and a big red arrow pointing down. Because he's the heel. Because his stock is going down. He's a bastard. Um, but there we have it. Let's start from the bottom and Oof. work our way up. Eugene Mordecai. Can we zoom in one, Sam, so I can see what, what's going on? Oh, this is going to mess everything up, but I'll sort of work it out in the edit. Oh, do you have to go that far? There you go. You don't have to go that far. It's all right. Don't worry. So we have Eugene, Mordecai, Muhammad Hassan, Stephanie McMahon, even though it wasn't the worst version of her, and The Miz before he got good. X-Pac, he's the worst of the worst. I think that's fair enough. Yeah. Sean O'Hare, what could have been? The Pope, 
Heidenreich and Mexicals with their horrible gimmick. They are the jobber. Yeah. Even though some of them aren't really jobbers. D-class. Then is... we have Steiner. What could have been Stacey Keebler? She was nice. Billy Kidman. Bobby Lashley. Boring. Candice Michelle. Chris Masters. Kevin Nash. Great colleague. Lance Storm. Mark Henry. Snitsky. No one going up or down? Based on what they did during the uh, Ruthless Aggression era? I think they're all fine. I think they're all fine. Spike. Yeah. Paul London. Is Spike a bit high? Nah. Nah. Spike. Paul London, A-Train, Big Daddy V, Billy Gunn, not the one, but the Billy and Chuck version in the place. Oh, I used to, used to fornicate with Jamie Noble. Uh, Finley, Hardcore Holly, Jacqueline, Melina, Rikishi, Sabu, Tajiri, Tori Wilson, Vladimir Kozlov and Zach Gowan. It's, I think Tajiri needs to go up, doesn't he? I think so, yeah. Boo! Then we're in B-class. We have Rhino, who I think is a bit high. But right. if you want him up there, Sam, I'll give it you. Uh, Jomo, Charlie Arse. Oh, Charlie Arse. It's just a nice name, isn't it? Charlie Haas. Charlie Haas. Charlie Arse. Big show. Charlie Arse. Mr. Kennedy. Goldberg, because he was there for a year and it wasn't a very good year. Yeah. We know he's good. We both love Goldberg. Yeah, just don't don't even at us. Uh, Carlito, Caribbean Cool. Chavo Guerrero. Chris Jericho. Hornswoggle. Jamie and Nidia. Uh, Jeff Hardy. Shelton Benjamin. Test and Tajiri. Triple H, because the Reign of Terror was a bit too much for our palates to take. Then we have Mick Foley, Betty Phoenix, Molly Holly, Mickey James, CM Punk, because his best days came after Ruthless, Ruthless Aggression had ended. Chempeng. Gail Kim. What? Chempeng. Oh, Chempeng. Uh, Booker T and Goldust, because they were a hoot. Hurricane was also a hoot. Jazz, who was not a hoot, but that was the point. Kane, mainly because of that stuff after he took his mask off, oh. but the rest of it was meh which is a horrible realisation for you to go through, it sounds like. Yeah. MVP, the Dudley boys who might might go up? Nah. Yeah, B yeah. seems fine. They sort of peaked at 17, though, hadn't they? Yeah. Ace, that seems fine. Yeah, they're Victoria fine. and William Regal. And then in the S tier, we have Hulk Hogan, Kurt Angle. Oh, we've missed it. <laughs> Sorry, we've got Batista. Batista, Booker T, Brock Lesnar, Christian. I think Christian needs to come down because that's yes, a piss. Yes, he does. A... I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm happy that you've moved him down. Eddie Guerrero, legend killer mainly. Randy Orton, Edge for the rated R superstar, his true calling. Version 1, Matt Hardy. Uh, Doctor of Thugonomics, John Cena. The return of Hulkamania. Kurt Angle, Lita, Ronald Mysterious. Rick Flair. Is Rick Flair too high? Nah. Nah. He might be too high. We'll move him to the bottom of the tier. When, we, uh, when was I'm Sorry, I Love You, though? 2008. Yeah. I it's got to be an S-Class. Yeah. Rob Van Damme, Shane McMahon. Shane McMahon's too bloody high, isn't he? Yeah, you put him in there. This is what I've been bloody saying. Uh, where are we? Stone Cold, The Rock, Trish Stratus, Umaga. Go back and watch his matches. I love his Samoan drop. <laughs> oh, his so Samoan weird. drop's so explosive. Oh, the God, height he gets yeah. on him. Probably like, whoa. Yeah. Uh, Undertaker, Vince McMahon, JBL, and we spoke about Ric Flair earlier. That is I think you'll find it's Mr. McMahon. Mr. McMahon, sorry. Different people, Ross. They are. One's got a long willy, one's got a short one. That's exactly. Terry. There we have it. The end of the Ruthless Big Aggression Terry era. Here, list. Lair. Tell us what you think and what you disagree with. Remember, Goldberg was there for a year and Triple H made him bollockless. Any closing thoughts, then? No? No? 
join us next time on Tiered. We must say, this is our last day in the office. It is. Uh, so maybe certainly right now. Maybe we'll do a tier via Skype. Yeah, we like. could maybe try and work out a way. There's that, only that, a way to do that it. That could There'll work. Be a way we to don't do know. We'll, 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 we'll yeah. see you. When this is all blown over, we've gone down to the Winchester for a nice pint. It's all blown over. See you, everybody. Bye-bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 